Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Sode Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hon? Doing very well, Josh. How about yourself, mate? We had a wonderful night last night oh, with the yeah. girls down in Cheekwood, Nashville. Oh, I will never forget. Yeah, a lot of light tunnels, a lot of selfies and pictures. Yeah, unreal pics. Unreal pics. So many likes. <laughs> a lot of likes, a lot of lights. Mm. It was a sight to behold. Yeah, really, uh, really, really good time. Really Really fun. If you're in Nashville, the Nashville area, uh, Cheekwood's great, and you're very basic. You're yes, especially if you're a basic white girl. You are gonna love Cheekwood. This place called Cheekwood. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, it's a beautiful botanical garden. Mm. Uh, great place to go around holidays. They decorate it real nice. Yeah, uh, but it was good. We don't get a lot of times to go do things without our kids. Uh, you know, our friend group. So it's it was it was nice. Yeah, it's always good to get together and and uh, and hang out. And uh, yeah, it was fun, even as you know, even as a an alpha male. You know, it's true. As the biggest alpha male on the planet, I still had a good time. They recognized they served alcohol. It. They did. They recognized it when they came in, sent a shiver up their spines. They were scanning your tickets coming in. It's like, oh my gosh, the alpha energy right now. Yeah, please don't destroy everything. Exactly. Don't stomp on the beautiful flowers. And I did. I wanted to he did. at first. He went up to the, the trees with the little flower lights, and he almost crushed yeah. it in his hands. It was just so damn beautiful. It was. It was a good night. And... uh Fantasy playoffs underway. Addy, how are you doing across your leagues right now? Doing good. We had a lot of buys, you know. Of course. Hate to brag. What a but, stunt. Uh, wow. I had like, yeah, I had like three three buys. But I think, you know, I, I, I had a solid week. So. Good. I haven't really been too locked in today, you know. Just been chilling. Yeah. You were in the right to relax today. Yeah, it was kind of nice. So, yeah, you'll be much more plugged in on Let Me See. Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve. Yeah, we're still plugged in though with all the uh, that's right the stats and the numbers. We've got a lot of that stuff updated, so we we should be ready to rock and roll for tonight. We should be ready. We'll, we'll find see. out. We'll find we'll, out. We'll, we'll find know. out as we get into it. But we're watching the uh, looks like is this the fourth quarter, Eddie? Yeah, uh, five minutes to go. Baltimore's giving it to Jackson T Law and the Jacks. Yeah. A lot of uh, games that look good on paper today, but didn't quite turn out that way. Dallas. Uh, Buffalo was the biggest biggest example of that. I know Johnny's just sitting there shaking his head right now, oh. saying, "See, this is what I told you." Classic, yeah, yeah. just classic crap the bed moment for the Cowboys. Um, Matabu Kake got uh, his eleventh straight 
It's his 11th game in a row with the sack. At least he's had at least a half a sack, so insane. We're going to hear his name on the IDP MVP episode. I think so. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Because of where you drafted this guy, I mean, he's going to finish his – will he finish his D-tackle one? Yeah, I was looking at that today. There's, you know, for as much love as we gave the uh, defensive tackles last year, it's been, really, a, been a down year. They've been a bummer this year. A lot of the big names. Like you know. DeForest Buckner's been really good. Manabukake has been really good. Um, but, yeah, Aaron Donald's been down. Jonathan Allen's been down. Deron Payne's been down. He had Chris a big, Jones. big game today. Yeah, Chris Jones. like Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, Quentin Williams. So, yep. I mean, literally all the big guys have uh, taken a step back. So Let's see what the uh, – I'm just curious now that we've talked about it a little bit, what the – who the highest rated defensive tackles are. So let's do stats for the season and let's do defensive line and let's see where we are right now. Now this may not have updated from today, but it looks like the highest scoring defensive tackle going into at least this week was DeForest Buckner with 207 by big three scoring followed by Justin Matabike with 201. So I bet you he will probably leapfrog Buckner if I had to guess. Let's see what kind of game Buckner had. He had... Uh, 14.2, so he may hold off Matabike, uh, but we'll see. We'll, we'll tabulate the results here when we recap the Sunday night game to see if Matabike jumps into that top spot. Yeah, it looks like DeForest Buckner is averaging 14.7 points per game this year. That is number two among all defensive tackles, and Matabike is number one at 15.4 points per game, and it looks like he'll have uh, 12 sacks now in the season. Wow, so the next closest defensive tackle – after Matabike is, wow, I'm scrolling way down here. Christian Wilkins, mm. 169. That is 40 points lower. Zach Saylor is going to be above him next week because he had another big, he's averaging 13 points per game. I mean, just a wild year for defensive tackles, man. Yeah. Yeah. Zach Saylor had another 20 point game. Wow. We'll get to that. Yeah. Well, let's get, just get into it, folks. Week 15 recap. We're going to go game by game. Uh, this might be the last recap of the season. Uh, Christmas Eve is next Sunday, so we'll see if we end up doing an episode. If we do, it'll probably be an abridged one. Uh, we'll sneak out after the kids have gone to sleep and Santa Claus has come. But uh, It'll be a very long night. It might be a very long night. It might be. Um, but, but y'all are worth it. It's true. This week we'll have uh, waivers. We'll have rankings. Addy's doing an IDP Bets episode with Johnny and Scott Bogman on Thursday. So look forward to that. And then if nothing else, next week we will have Jace's rankings for Week 17 with John Macri. So we've got you guys taken care of, even if we're not able to get on mic for the recap. But let's make tonight an extra good one, Addy. Uh, and let's talk about the chasing greatness update. We added two names to the wall. Bradley Chubb legacy game question mark. Maybe that's a headline idea uh, because he was the high score for the week. 49.15 points. He actually had a 50 burger for like 30 minutes. And I think there was a stat correction that took it away. So he's now at 49.15 points. And then to know K for the saints. <laughs> I know. Right? Out, Out of, of nowhere. nowhere. Uh, jinx. The Jets allowing their third 40-point score wow. in Bradley Chubb. So good job. I think the only other team was the Panthers, and they allowed them all to safeties. So, so strange. Hmm. But, yes, this was the Giants' second game allowing a 40-point score, and it was K. Pasenag who had 41 points. The other one that they surrendered a 40-burger to was... Max Crosby, all the way back in week nine, 40.2 points. So congratulations to Chubb. 
and uh, Kapasanag for joining the wall of 40-point scores. I'd say we're looking at probably 20, 20 to 25 guys this season, Addy. So um, I want to I go back at the end of the season and look at IDP scoring versus offensive scoring because yep. I feel like the ceiling has been a little bit higher consistently throughout the season for defense than it has been for offense. Let's take a look right now. See, it's been, a, it's been a tough year for offense, dude. So the number one IDP points per game score is TJ Watt, 23.2 points per game this year in big three scoring. Let's see. What's... Yeah, he has 324 points by big three scoring right now. Let's see what old Christian McCaffrey is averaging on the season. So Christian McCaffrey's at – well, this, this may not be updated, but he's at 313. Uh, for as of right now, and he's averaging twenty four points per game. There you go. It's kind of that's kind of tight. That's pretty nice. You got your number one offensive guy averaging twenty four points yep. per game, and then TJ Watt is averaging twenty four points per game. Um, some other notables you have: Daniel Hunter averaging twenty point six points per game this season. Khalil Mack twenty point one. Max Crosby twenty points per game. Josh Allen eighteen point three. I love seeing all these edge rushers that were going high in drafts. I mean, paying dividends for managers who took them in those best ball drafts. It's just fun. It's a good thing to see, and you're scoring. That's why we like big three scoring is because it does reward the most highly sought after, highly paid, highly drafted defensive players in the NFL, which are defensive linemen, edge rushers in particular. So, pretty cool to see that. But let's get into the actual recap, Addy. And let's start Thursday Night Football, the game that got Brandon Staley fired. A 63-21 to blowout. Raiders romp. The Chargers, Staley, the GM, out the door. So they will have a new coach and new GM. Uh, Telesco was the GM, let go there. Um, yeah. Eric Kendricks caught fire at the right time for playoff team. King Derwin is scoring decently. He's, this is the Chargers headline, uh, but he's a bottom six graded defender for the Chargers on the season. Discuss uh, 53.8 overall PFF grade. Now, I will say I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter from casuals talking about Brandon Staley ruining Derwin James because of his usage of James. So maybe that improves if they get a new defensive coach in there. Yeah, I would, I would think that had something to do with it. Um, but, I mean, for the most part, Derwin James has always graded well. I'm not going to hold it against him Him grading bad one season, especially with considering the environment and everything. And like you mentioned, the usage was probably weird. I mean, that guy's not going to um, – he's not going to, you know, bend his scheme for any player. So um, nice to see Staley out, out the door. It's something that we've been thinking was going to come for – I'm surprised it didn't happen after that playoff game, to be uh, yeah, honest. Yeah, really. Right I when know. they surrendered that big lead to the Jags, uh, I thought that was going to be the death knell. Uh, but he gets another shot, and this team has just consistently underwhelmed under his tenure. So Such tough press conferences. Gosh, yeah. that last one was really, really bad, too, about the guy that was like, why do you think you deserve to be here? Yeah. And then also, like, I am going to keep calling the defensive play. Basically pulled the Nick Saban, so stop asking. Yeah. Uh, I, I was looking to see. They do... Um, they do not have an out in Derwin James's contract next year, but they do have one in 2025. Because I'm looking at, like, a lot of these players probably not going to be there. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Khalil Mack. Yeah, they need to trade Kendricks. Yeah, I mean, they need to try to get out from under some of these contracts because they're about $45 million over the cap right now as it stands. Yep. So, highest scores for the Chargers, Eric Kendricks, 28.1. He's been averaging 14.75 the last five games, 88% of snaps. 
Michael Davis, cornerback, 18 points. Khalil Mack, 14.2, 5 points. A pick, a PD, three tackles. Raiders headline, uh, they had some big-time IDP performances, but because of the blowout, a lot of the starters got pulled, so you didn't have big games from Big Bob Spillane, Nate Hobbs, or Max Crosby. Uh, Crosby did get a TFL, four tackles, and two QB hits, 11 points, but just 60% of snaps. Uh, leading scorers for the Raiders, Malcolm Kuntz, Jack Jones, John Jenkins. So, again, just not a great game for IDP managers because you had guys sitting. Uh, Max Crosby, usually up around 98% of snaps, only played 60. So I'm, I'm sure with that bum knee, they got him out there as soon as they could. Well, let's talk about Eric Kendricks, Addy. This has been nice to see Kendricks get healthy. Kenneth Murray has plateaued, as Sigmund Bloom said on the Dynasty episode, and Kendricks has stepped in nicely uh, for playoff managers here as we come down the home stretch. Yeah, I've, I've got the stats updated this week. So 19 points per game uh, over his last five weeks. So wow. that is LB6. So guy is crushing it. I Pretty mean, a, good. A bona fide LB1 for yep. you right now. 19 points per game. Crushing it. That's yeah, nuts. Getting us big plays. The tackles are good. Um Solid tackle rate this year, 13.8% tackle rate. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, he, this is one of those guys that has just aged beautifully. Yep. Like, um, you know, early on in his career, he was okay. He was more like a, a LB3 type. But, I mean, once he, you know, feels like the you know his late 20s and then I think into his early 30s, he's going to be fine for us. So, it's uh, the Le- nice little piece. Levante David mold, yeah. right? The linebackers that age very well. He's going to continue to get in jobs. I think he will probably get cut this offseason. Yeah, but I that's just because of contract. That's just because of the cap. This team has to cut shed cap wherever they can. And he definitely isn't as good as he was early in his career, but he still is a very solid linebacker, super heady. I like, mean, I'm sure he thought he was coming to a contender. Yeah. And I'm sure that's where he'll probably end up. I think so. You know? Um you know, some team maybe like the Steelers, you know, that loves these kind of heady veteran linebackers. Yeah. And I mean, who's left there after this year? Um, they've just it's just been a revolving door in Pittsburgh. But yeah, there's just not a lot of good linebackers in the league. So I there's mean, not. That's why a lot of these guys, you know, if you are solid, you can, you know, stick around till you're 34, 35, yep. like we see in Demario Davis, Levante David, you know, Bobby Wagner, like yep. Uh, you can do it if you're good. You're gonna you're gonna stick around. Yeah. Yep. So let's move to your Vikes though. Addy had a heartbreaker. Uh, Nick Mullins, uh, another another Nick. Not uh, not big dick Nick, but another Nick Mullins. Yeah, old crybaby Nick. Old crybaby Nick. That's right. Remember Aaron was, Andrews? That was like the his first like. Oh, was that moment. him? Yeah. Man, it's a tough scene. Yeah, it was bad. Well, but, uh, I'm glad to have him. I've always been kind of a, a Nick Mullins fan. He can sling it. I mean, you all were right there in it. What a crazy game. Fall to the Bengals, 27-24 in overtime. Jordan Addison's a baller. He is. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good team. It's it's you you love to think, well, you I love to think, but you it's it's bittersweet cuz you're like what could this team have been with Kirk Cousins at the helm? Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, we we'd be in the the mix. I don't think anyone's knocking off the San Lions Fran. Are, the Lions probably winning that division. They looked really good on Saturday. They did. Yeah, it was a nice bounce back for them. But they, you know, they they've been struggling as of late. Um, but yeah, D- Denver. It's a nice get right game. Yep. So Vikings headline has the Neil Hunter been the best value pick all season? He was available in the second round in best balls. He's been top three in scoring. Uh, DJ Wanham refuses to be ignored too with six sacks in his last seven games. I think you can make the argument that Wanham's been the better value uh, in Minnesota. 
Yeah, truly. Uh, Daniil Hunter, 30.05 points, 17.23 the last five games. Five tackles, three TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits, 94% of snaps. DJ Wanham, 23.5 points, 12.68 the last five games, six tackles, a sack, two PDs, two QB hits, 94% of snaps. So it's really just those two guys playing opposite each other on the edge. And then a Caleb Evans, cornerback, number three, for the Vikes, 18.6 points. Bengals, headline, Miles Murphy got his highest snap share of the season and came through with a sack. Sam Hubbard has only surpassed eight points once since week eight. Miles Murphy, 40% of snaps, 14.6 points, four tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Sam Hubbard, 7.75. He's averaging just shy of nine points per game his last five. Top three for the Bengals, Mike Hilton, 22.35, buoyed by the INT. Trey Hendrickson has been really solid, 18.4 points, 16 average his last five games. He had a sack and a half, a TFL, three tackles. And then Jermaine Pratt got himself half a sack, 16.45 points, 12 tackles. Great game for Jermaine Pratt, Addy. You love to see it. Yeah, he's been he's been solid all year, really. I mean, um, a, the perfect LB3 for you. I've, I've, I've really haven't gotten him out of the lineup uh, in the leagues I have him in. I mean... In most of those leagues, we're, pl- we're starting at least four linebackers. But, I mean, yeah, I, I love Jermaine Pratt. He's a guy that's that's gotten better every single year. He's seen his snap share increase every single year, and he consistently makes plays. You ever, like, you know, look at Bengals Twitter and stuff during games? Like, they love Jermaine Pratt. He's always coming up clutch. Um, but he's, ha- also, he's also the perfect LB3. For me, I like to have that LB3 slot filled with someone who gives me a little bit of upside. Yeah. Right? Some big play potential. Yeah, he's going to get you seven tackles. Mm-hmm. Then maybe he'll get you a sack. Maybe he'll get you an interception. Yep. Um, but, yeah, you didn't have to pay much for him. Uh, you could probably acquire him very easily in a trade if you wanted to. Uh, I, I love guys like Jermaine Pratt. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Daniel Hunter, though. Yes, good and, Lord. and DJ Wanham. Yeah. I mean, both these guys. Uh, Daniel Hunter, 67 tackles, 15 and a half sacks on the season. Those 67 tackles, I mean, just a, a great floor that gets looked over, I think, a lot with the new hunter. Really good in run defense. Uh, DJ Wanham, Wicka Wicka, 56 tackles, eight sacks on the season, averaging 13.8 points per game this year. Yep. Also just dominating the snaps. So DJ Wanham has been really, really, really good. Uh, gets dual designation on sleeper. So, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a great asset for you. I think this is, what, his third or fourth year? I think he's in a contract year. Ooh, man, I we got to like, well, I'm I'm going to add contract year narrative to the He's got to be getting doc. close. I feel like he's getting close. Maybe this is his third. He's got one more left. But. I think maybe it's his third and he has one more. So it, look he's 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 setting himself up to be the really the guy next year, I think. I mean, the new agent 2024. Oh, wow. So he he's made himself some money. A lot of these soon to be free agents made themselves some money, man. That Minnesota room is going to look very, very different next year. I mean, they both those guys could be gone. Yeah. You know. He's uh, it's his fourth year and he'll be a free agent. Okay. So, he was a, a fourth round pick, 117 overall. Love to see it. He Wanham was someone that I was excited about early on. I remember even talking about Wanham uh, on one of those like first SIG episodes we did. Uh, but then you kind of cooled on him a little bit. And even he's still – there's going to be a lot of people that will throw shade on Wanham this year because, I mean, the pressure rate's not anything special. It's like 9%. So, I mean, that's average. Yeah. But um, – He's not a spectacular player. Like, the PFF grades are pretty low. Yeah. But he's producing. He's producing, right? Yeah. And and I'll I'll ride him until he doesn't, you mm-hmm. know? 
Uh, yeah, Daniil Hunter set to be a UFA as well. Yeah. So that room could turn over entirely. And I have a feeling it probably will. I think so. I think the Vikings team will look much different. So uh, bingo-wise, it was good to see Miles Murphy getting a little bit of action. Um, Trey Hendrickson continues to be really good. Yeah. Uh, are we sitting Sam Hubbard down at this point? I don't. Matchup dependent? Yeah, I mean, matchup dependent. But I mean, I'm, nine points over the last five games is not great. Yeah. Now, it's, nice, nice floor, though. I mean, he's not really busting for you. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, if he's got a nice matchup, I have no worries. If you're in, like, a 2DL type of league, if you're in, like, a start four, you're probably not sitting this guy down. Right, exactly. Because what are your other options? But if you can stream it, play the waiver wire a little bit. Like, I'm thinking, like, RSO league. Like, I have a room that's Daniel Hunter, Khalil Mack, Bradley Chubb. No, I'm not playing Sam Hunt. No, like exactly. He, he's, yeah, no. But, uh, you know, the leagues where we have five of them, probably. But, yeah, there's certain guys that are, like, auto starts. And like reasonably he's a, deep he's, a, he's, a, he's actually a sleeper piece, truly. He's he's like someone that uh, – well, because also on the sleeper leagues, like usually those are all – you're starting like four defensive linemen, mm-hmm. you know. Um, he's just more valuable over there. And just those DNs, you know, it's you got to be elite. Yep. Like otherwise I don't really care. Yeah, I mean nine points, you can get that. I'd rather – with that sort of output, I'd rather just look who's playing the Jets, who's playing the Giants, who's yes. playing the Commanders, Yeah, right, and just stream against those yeah. teams. Which quarterback's been sacked the most. That, mm-hmm. That's a nice little thing to look up. It was very profitable today if you started, say, Bradley Chubb, for instance. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the next game and talk about my beloved Indianapolis Colts romping all over the Steelers. This was very surprising because we have a historically awful record against Pittsburgh – and, you know, starting Gardner Minshew, uh, Jonathan Taylor's already out, Zach Moss goes out. That hit on Pittman I thought was going to fold him back like a suitcase. I mean, it was – he got hit. I don't know if you saw the hit. He's diving for a ball. Someone dives at him, and it literally folds him back. Yeah. Like, I was like, did he break in half? Like, are they going to have to just carry? And he was okay, right? I mean, I, th- I, don't, I think he's out for – Oh, he did leave the game. Oh, yeah, he was out the rest of the game. Yeah, I didn't. So we were down our number one running back, our number one wide receiver, still beat the Steelers 30-13. to 13. This was going on during Cheekwood. Yes, I scheduled Cheekwood during the Colts game. Hence why Connor wasn't there. So Steelers headline 2023 has been a lost season for Minka after he suffers another injury this time to his knee. TJ Watt is looking like one of those dynasty plays you just ride into the sunset. That is very true. I traded for TJ Watt recently you in did. an Unreal tournament. You did gave up a, a decent, you know, yeah. Little, what was the uh, what was the package? I traded a um, first, wasn't it? It was a twenty twenty four first, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, I'm a playoff team. I have a buy, so it'll be you know one hundred nine to one twelve the mm-hmm. pick that I gave up, and I actually got back a third and John Johnson. There you go. So I mean, I'm okay with it. I know it. I don't. I don't like giving up first for any type of IDP typically, but I. I will do it if my team is ready. And if I think I'm going to be picking later in the draft for the next few years, which I think I am, this team is, is pretty loaded up. It's, it's pretty, it's really good. And I have to know Hunter on it. Uh, being able to pair someone like TJ Watt with the Neil Hunter. Um, I just love it. Cause like you've mentioned, riding in the sunset, I, I love doing that stuff. Yep. I'm, I'm going to do that with both these guys. Yep. You know, why wouldn't you? I mean, TJ Watt's the highest scoring IDP. This year, yep. and has the potential to be the same way as long as he's healthy and as long as he's playing. Yep. So, uh, you if I'm f- spending a first at this point in the season, I want it to, for an IDP, I want it to be that sort of volcanic 
exactly type of potential, right? Where if he erupts, I've won. Yeah, and, it's over. And this was also like this this league in particular. I've gotten devastated with injuries. Like I've gotten crushed. I have. I've had Herbert. I've had Mark Andrews. I've had Jonathan Taylor. I've had Tank Dell. Literally every single week, I'm losing somebody. I've had Josh Palmer. It's just it's been nuts. Matt Milano. Uh, You're just running through it. It's like it's Vietnam a, it's a, flashbacks right tough. now, people. It is tough. It's been very tough. And so uh, I'm not really expecting to win this year because, again, it's I've, I've got a lot lost. Like, it, it's I'm not the team that I was. You're the walking wounded right now. Still good. Still have a shot. But I thought, well, I'll get TJ Watt. I'm in a window. Once I get healthy, like, I'm, I'm going to be competing, I think, for the next three, four years pretty easily. Um so let's just let's let's get TJ Watt. I don't think I'm going to compete this year, but he is the type of player that could make me compete, mm-hmm. right? He could he could give me 50 points. Yep, and, and he's done it before, and and win me a week. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the thought process. Uh, process. I, I was kind of out of it with some of the injuries, but I think TJ Watt gives me a little bit of a chance. You know, he just that that unknown. I know that my opponents are going to be scared to death seeing yep. TJ Watt across from. It's a from get up, get on my back. Type of player right there. Yeah. Just one last dart. It's, uh, it's I've taken all these damn injuries. Yep. Here's TJ Watt. This one, is my last thing. One final grenade you're lobbing in. If it doesn't work, whatever. We you got, got, we got him coming Watt. back next year. Exactly. It's not like a yeah. contract league where he's expiring or something. Yeah, I got... You get to hold him. I got 60 sacks over the next three, four seasons. Thank right? you very much. Yeah. You'll I'll, take that. I'll take it. Yeah, it's the Greg Jennings put the team on the back, though. That's what you need right now. That's what I need. TJ Watt. I, I need... T.J. Watt and Daniel Hunter to continue doing what they've done all year long. Yes. So, T.J. Watt was the leading scorer for the Steelers, 24.25 points. Three tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits. Larry Ogunjobi was next, 14.3 points. And then Landon Roberts, 12.75 on 100% of snaps. 14.3 his last five games. Colts headline EJ Speed versus Zaire Franklin has become a hot topic since Shaq Leonard's release. Speed outscored him this week, but is it a trend? Also, we love Julian Blackman, but is there any anything to have hope for when it comes to Nick Cross? Uh, Nick Cross, the answer is no. Um, but EJ Speed versus Zaire Franklin. Now, we called EJ Speed potentially a league winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, said that you needed to stash him. Because his time would come. 16 points, 10 tackles, and a forced fumble on Pretty 90% of snaps. He was good last week, too. Very good. Mm-hmm. Zaire Franklin, 8.75 points, 5 tackles, a PD on 97% of snaps. You're not, no manager, if they have both of these guys on their roster and better options. I think you could roll out both. But if you have other options at your linebacker group and you're like, I can only start one of these guys. No manager is starting EJ Speed over Zaire Franklin. No. You're just not doing it. No. Not doing it. No. Uh, I do think Zaire has not been the same since he got banged up. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, but EJ was banged up. And right. this was his first game back. And EJ still, I just don't have the the trust, like, that I have with Zaire. Like, I, I there's still that worry that they could yank EJ Speed for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know. I don't think they would do that. I, I, I like EJ Speed as well. But, again, we've talked about EJ Speed probably more than anyone. Yep. Uh, definitely more than any I think we were calling this in like week three. Yeah, like, it, it took shit. us a long time to get yeah. there. Again, I think we jumped off the train for a little yeah, bit. We're like, all right, never mind. Yeah, we're off. But we're, I guess, we're back on it now. We're back. But on. Um, I, yeah, I would still have a hard time going away from Zaire just because, I mean, that dude can, you know, he can get you 15 tackles exactly. in a game, and he's playing 100 percent of snaps. That's the exact number I was thinking in my head. Right. Yep. Jinx. Mental jinx. Now it was a good game for the defensive line uh, because you had. 
who was this? Mitch Trubisky for the Steelers? Yeah, right. I don't think Mason Rudolph got in the game. Uh, but Samson Ebicam popped back up, 21.2 points, three tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half, three QB hits. Dio Odangbo, 19.65. He got himself half a sack as well. Four tackles, a TFL, and two QB hits. And then Julian Blackman, 18 points, two tackles, a pick, a fumble recovery, a PD on 97% of snaps. So the Colts got them some nice IDP options, Eddie. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about Julian Blackman as a Colts fan? Are you excited about him? For like next year, like is he a? Let me look up his contract because he has been around for a while. I think this might be his third year um, because he was traditionally that deep. Uh, it's funny. I remember Connie loved Julian Blackman. Yeah, right. But Connor didn't know anything about IDP, so he didn't realize that. Well, as a deep safety, he's probably not going to be super valuable. He just loved because he thought he was a good player. So it's just funny that now it's come around years after this guy was drafted. Uh, he's that, getting the good usage. That he's getting the usage in the Gus Bradley defense. So he is a UFA in 2024. So this is his last okay. year with the Colts. I had someone ask Potentially. me. Had someone ask me a question about uh, Julian Blackman. He had a pretty solid safety room, but um, he asked me. It was an 18 team league, which is uh, don't have a ton of experience with 18 team yeah, league. That's a lot. But it was like uh, a third, a fifth, and a fifth, and like LVE mm-hmm. for Julian Blackman. Mm-hmm. I said, do it, man. Yeah, seriously. And I said, do it and use those picks to try and climb up in that draft. Yep. Because who cares? That's the thing. The picks aren't always just like, all right, I've got three picks. They're locked Gonna in. Gonna make them. Yeah, that's like you can use that as ammo to go move up. like Or use it. Because what I'm thinking is I'm holding a lot of thirds right now in our main Dynasty League. And my plan is once we get closer to the rookie draft – and some other managers maybe get horny for those 2024 picks, right? They're like, I don't, ha- I don't got any picks. Yeah. I want to get in on the action. Need a dart. Right? I'm going to start flipping some of these thirds and fourths for unsexy veterans or guys who were injured. Like, I'm going to see Ken- the- Sam holds Troy Anderson in our main league, but I may send him a couple thirds or, yeah. you know, and see if I can get Troy Anderson away from him. Yeah. Like, I'm going to turn these picks – into players, right? Well, you can always do the the easy money move and, and trade one of those thirds yep. for a future second. Second. Just you move know? back. Yeah, that's the way to do it. That's super easy. Yep. So the draft draft picks are just a great store of value because they only appreciate in value, right? As soon as the draft, the rookie draft is finished, like as soon as the 2023 rookie draft finished, the 2024 picks have just been doing this. Yep. The value has just been going up. And it won't stop. And it won't stop. And like Sig said on the Dynasty episode, if you all have had a chance to check that out, he said, this year's rookies, the bloom is off the rose, especially when the new class of rookies are coming in. The new hotness is on the scene. That's the perfect time to swoop in and maybe trade one of those you know, third-round picks or something for one of the underperforming rookies. See if you can swoop in there and get a Tyree Wilson. Or yeah. any of these edge rushers, right? Yeah, Will McDonald. All, I mean, all of them. All, yep. In, in the uh, all the linebackers pretty much un- yep. underperformed. Drew Sanders, Dan Henley. Yep. We'll see if um, Drew Sanders has actually been getting some snaps. Lately. I noticed that. Not been doing much with him, but he is getting some playing time. And I saw Dan Henley got a, I think, a little bit of run, like maybe like once, <laughs> one snap, one snap. It is run. Now, new defensive or new coach. Yeah. Uh, for the rest of this season and the new coach coming in. And I really do. I think they're going to clean house. Kenneth Murray, we know, is gone. I think Kendricks is gone. I think they're going to have to do – they're going to do what the Rams did this season. Yeah. They're going to get very young, very cheap, a lot of rookies, 
And I think Deion Henley is going to be that Ernest Jones in waiting yeah. type of linebacker. So just be patient, folks. I hope so. Don't I, jump out on Deion Henley. I, I am a little worried that they got rid of the GM that drafted him. I don't like that. But boy. I think their backs are so up against the wall, yeah. cap wise. You're exactly right. I don't think that they have a choice. I think they're going to have to ride with some of the guys on the yep. roster. That's the saving grace. If this team had $80 million in cap space, I'd be like, oh, yeah, Deion, get out now while you can. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think he's going to have a shot. Kenneth Murray's going to be gone, probably. He Kendrick's is. probably gone. Yep, they did not pick up Kenneth Murray's option. And I don't think they re-sign him. Mm-mm, I don't think so. They're not They're not going to be, I don't think, re-signing anyone. I think this is going to yep. be a mass bloodletting uh, just to get back under the cap. So it does look good for Henley. Henley will, will be one of these guys that uh, a lot of people talk about this offseason. Yeah, I agree. We'll talk about him a ton, I'm sure. Mm-hmm, that we will. So Broncos versus Lions. Lions have a get-right game against Denver. 42-17 to win over the Broncos. Uh, Broncos headline P.J. Locke finally came back down to earth, but don't. Uh, but still didn't completely kill you. Neither linebacker gave you what you wanted, and when it comes to the edge, rushers treat them like Buffalo and pray it's your week this week. P.J. Locke, 8.5 points, four tackles and a P.D. Singleton, 7.25, five tackles and a QB hit. Uh, top three for the Broncos, DJ Jones, defensive tackle, 18.2. Jonathan Cooper, 17.05, S.05. And then Fabian Monroe, uh, Moreau, cornerback, 16.5 for the Broncos was number three. Lions, no Tracy Walker, no problem. Efete Melifonwu explodes onto the scene as the Lions took Denver to school. Anzalone comes up big in the first week of the playoffs. Top three, Melifonwu was number one, 30. 4.75 points from yeah. Elifonwu. What is going on here? Well, I mean, something that kind of got missed, Tracy Walker got benched. Did he really? Week 14, they benched him. And, uh, yeah, then this happens week 15. So there you go. Seems like a good move to bench uh, old Tracy. Yeah, nine tackles, a TFL, a sack, a forced fumble, two PDs, two QB hits. Well, and think about 97% the, of snaps. Yeah, and think about the the defense and how that team kind of was like sleepwalking there for a little bit. I mean, they had to make a change. They needed a jolt. And so, uh, yeah, it looks like a good move there, coaching-wise. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, uh, the edge rushers for Denver, pretty good. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick Benito's out now for, I think he's on IR. So that means the rest of the season. Rest of the season should uh, we should see Jonathan Cooper and and Baron Browning pretty yep. much dominate the snaps. Both of them have pretty really uh, <laughs> pretty really pretty have, really have pretty good pressure rates. Jonathan Cooper has twelve and a half percent pressure rate. Baron Browning has a twelve point four percent pressure rate this season. So um, really good for young ad rushers. And uh, yeah, I, I like that duo. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I think Aaron put it well. You're just hoping that you pick the right guy each week, right? Uh, Zach Allen. Yeah, they're, they're, matchup, they're matchup dependent. Yeah, so it's um, you're just hoping you get Zach a Allen's always a fine option, though, for mm-hmm. defensive tackle. If he is a defensive tackle, uh, so, so a lot of those leagues mm-hmm. he is. Yeah, he is. So uh, linebackers, not on the podium this week. Singleton a little bit down. Um, the Lions, Alex Anzalone, though, 23.5 points, 12 tackles, a TFL, a PD, two QB hits. Josh Pascal. this is cracking me up that every week we have a different Lions edge rusher who steps in and says, I am the real second banana behind Aiden Hutchinson. Um, so, yeah, Alex Anzalone, 100% of snaps. Talk about a guy who should get some love for IDP MVP. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy's been outstanding this year. Yeah, he's been really good, man. Uh, let's see what he's averaging on the year. So 67.4 overall PFF grade. That's probably the best of his career. 
I, don't I think, would think so. Anzalone's not been a guy that's typically graded very well, but he's just gotten better. I mean, it happens. It's it's not frequently that it happens to this extent, but I mean, they love this guy. Yeah, and you just think about like the type of player he is. Uh, it's going to resonate with someone like Dan Campbell. Yeah, it really you know, is. Like, because uh, that's Anzalone. Like, he's someone that's not the most gifted athletically, but he's a hard worker. Uh, probably like a good character guy in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's exactly what Dan Campbell was. Yeah, you know, same type thing. Lunch pail guy. Yep. Dan so, Campbell's going to want that. So yeah, I mean, it, it's you need to probably start looking at stuff like that more when it comes to landing spots. Like, what type of coach is there? If it's yes. someone like Dan Campbell, yeah, like going to love that these stuff's going to play for it's going to matter. Like that it's going to matter. But yeah, he's been awesome. Fifteen. 5 points per game this season for Anzalone. He's averaging 8.3 tackles per game, 13.3% uh, pressure rate. So, I mean, just crushing it across the great. board. You know, uh, making uh, Jack Campbell. I know. Making everyone that drafted him high kind of nervous and worried. but Because it, it could be like year three for Jack Campbell could be. before we see the 100% of snaps. Yep. I wanted to see here, so – uh, I don't know of how much this has been updated because the Jags just played, but um, Foye was LB one, uh, Fred Warner LB two, Okereke LB three, Edwards LB five, um, Quincy Williams LB six, Big Bob Spillane seven, Bernard eight, Wilson nine, Zaire ten, Singleton eleven, Anzalone uh, twelve. So Anzalone is a top twelve linebacker on the season. Yeah, because I think he's only missed like one game. I think so this season. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean he's he's still been great. I mean that that's a very healthy points per game as well. Fifteen and a half. Love to see it. Love to see it. Next game. This was not a game you love to see, and I don't think a lot of people saw it because it looked like there were about two hundred fans in the stadium in Carolina. Tickets were going for forty five cents a piece. I did actually see a screenshot of this. This was legitimately true. Um, and it was a downpour. It's the Panthers and the Falcons. I mean, yeah, it was rough. It was an absolute monsoon. It lived up to uh, to yep. it as well. Yeah, nine to seven victory for the Panthers. I mean, you just got to be feeling like real down in the dumps if you're a Falcons fan. Like I think they were leading the division. I think, uh, and then you you go and lay this stinker. Yeah. So, yeah, head headline for the Falcons. We'll we'll zoom through this one because who cares? Bijan. Got like negative points this week. I think he had, I think he finished with 0. 0.4 points. Like, that is awful. Yeah, man. That is, what that a, is like, what a terrible situation he's landed in. My goodness. Yeah. I mean, remember our boy Bob getting yeah. roasted on Reddit? And now you'd much rather have Jameer Gibbs. Gibbs is the better dynasty RV, oh, I think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because that Bijan's going to, I don't know, is Arthur Smith going to get fired this this offseason? The early buzz is that they like what Smith is doing and they want him back. Oh, my now, God. Now, if they flame out and miss the playoffs, that probably changes. But the early rumblings I've heard is that Smith is safe. It's not good. Not good. He could be Kyle Pitts. Yep. Don't want Drake London. Yeah, man. I mean, all of them. Right? It's all just a wasteland. Yeah. So, uh, Falcons headline, Richie Grant continues his end-of-season slump. Ebiketti had a down game, but we still like him as a buy for 2024 and beyond. Again, check out the Dynasty episode. Lamin and Ellis were serviceable, but not spectacular. Yeah, Richie Grant, .75 points, just one assist. Arnold Ebiketti, two tackles. Nate Landman, 11.5. He had eight tackles and a TFL. Glass Campbell was actually the leading scorer for the Falcons, 18.35 points. Five tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit. Zach Harrison, defensive lineman, 18.1, was number two. And then Taquan Graham, defensive lineman, 13.6. 
Panthers, headlines stop us. If you've heard this story before, uh, Brian Burns was subpar but not terrible. Frankie Louvu didn't kill you, but you want to, you would have liked to have more. And Jeremy Chen did absolutely nothing at all. Yep, it's pretty much the same as most weeks since week eight. Yeah, there's really nothing to say there. I mean, that's exactly how it's been all season long. Yep, these two teams. There's I no mean, LB2 there. Nope. I mean, it's it's Louvu. It's really weird, right? Yeah. That it's just nobody. Yeah, it's Deion Jones and Grugier Hill. Who was kicking. I don't know if you saw, he had the kickoff duties. Oh, did he? Because their kicker, I think it's Big Bone oh, yeah. Randy. I think oh, yeah. um, he got hurt, and so they're having literally tryouts at halftime. Now, I think this this the Giants were doing the same thing, so it might have been the Giants game or the Panthers game, but both had kicker injuries. So I think it was maybe the Giants had their punter kicking extra points, and he was left-footed, so it was real weird. Oh, wow. I mean, imagine being the holder, and you've suddenly got a left-footed. Oh, yeah, that would be a, a nightmare. Right? And so... Um, and then, yeah, Kamu Grugier Hill was doing the kickoffs because he's he's so, he's so bulky. Yeah, he's out there, and you know, kickers are typically like kind of smaller, slender guys. And you've got Grugier Hill out there just looking like a fridge. I'll need to look that up, dude. Look it, it up. It's in a monsoon. His jersey's like sopping wet. <laughs> like it looked like a scene out of like a movie. It was really weird. But yeah, Frankie Louvu nine points, Chin uh, one point two five. Xavier Woods led the Panthers. <laughs> Jeremy Chin, my lord. Yeah, it's like at a certain point. I mean, we had him on the as a dynasty stash with Sig and Trip, but it's like he's making it really hard to want to stash this guy because he sucks right now. Yeah, I, I I do agree though. I think I do think he's a stash. I mean, at this point, I mean, all the value is gone. But I would give a a fifth. I think a fifth. I mean, you're 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 thinking uh, you're thinking about that next situation, right? You're thinking that someone comes out and wants this guy, and, and has I think a plan they will. For him and, there have to be brighter days ahead because it can't get much darker than this. Yeah, I mean, this is. Bad. But I mean, you know, we just saw it with Isaiah Simmons, same thing. Those guys mm-hmm. are in the same type situation, yep. really. You know, they're you could not be, getting playing time. You could be left holding junk. Yep. You know? So don't give a high pick. If you if he's no, out there, hell maybe no. it may he may be out there on waivers. Yeah. Honestly. I'd say he probably is it's, in, it, a, in a, some a, leagues, maybe shallower leagues. Yeah. Right? But, but I would yeah. people I would, will have a hard time getting letting him go though. People used to love some mm-hmm. Jeremy Chin. He has a lot of name recognition, a yeah. lot of name value. But uh, just don't get too attached to these safeties. Um, I think brighter days are ahead. Have they have to be. to be ahead. That's because there's no other choice. It yeah. can't get better. Unless he's playing in the XFL, which is now, I don't know what the new name is going to be because it merged with the USFL. So we'll see what it's called. Wow. Uh, but yes, Xavier Woods was number one, 19.45 points, three tackles, two TFLs, a pick and a PD. Brian Burns, 10.25, three tackles, a fumble recovery and a PD. And then J.C. Horn, 10.6 tackles, a TFL. Let's move on because this game was booty. Browns uh, in just an insane game. I know you said you weren't like super locked in today, Addy, but did you see the end of Browns-Bears? Yes. Where he had the catch, Darnell Mooney did, kicked the ball up. I mean, it was they showed a screenshot. It was like, you won't believe it, but this guy did not catch this ball. Yeah. He's sitting on his butt with the ball in his gut. Yes. And then somehow ends up kicking it. Yeah. To the Browns defender. And the fact that they were that that even happened to yes. begin with. I mean uh, he played it well. Shout out to Justin Fields for, you know, keeping him, him a in chance. Give him a chance for he, sure. Darnell played it really well because you see him, he he positions himself like to catch a rebound almost, right? That's yeah. how you want to play the Hail Mary because yeah. the defense is trying to knock it down. Yeah. So you position yourself in front of the scrum to catch the ball as it's deflected. So he did the right thing. Yeah. And we're sitting here like, I mean, if it came to us, we'd split our pants and, Not you know. Me. N- yes, you would. Um, 
You'd make a fool of yourself on no, that. Oh, and I've got three buys this week, Josh. <laughs> That's true. Sorry, everyone. I forgot the fantasy prowess we're talking about here. That's right. But yeah, like he just he played it so well and he put himself in the perfect position. And then you just have this all time gaff where you have the ball and then you kick it away. Yeah. It was almost like a Three Stooges movie how that ended up happening. But anyways, crazy game. Crazy ending. But for but the I Bears. Mean, you don't really want to win that game, do you? I mean, the Bears fans, I I think they are. They have, where's, the, where's their pick at right now? So they have. They have the first still. Yeah, so they have um, they have the number one overall pick right mm-hmm. now because it's um, Carolina. Carolina. Now, Carolina, I don't think, took themselves out of that first overall pick. That's even just with their that second win. win I That's think. their second win. I think the Pats have three wins, maybe. Yeah. I don't think there's any other team with just two wins right now. I thought the so, Pats were going to maybe get one today. I don't think. I think the yes, they they were they were trending that way. Um, but the Bears fans, it's just gravy at this point because yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so Carolina still has is giving their pick. Yeah, so New England's number two right now, three and eleven. Arizona's number three. Washington's number four. So I think that Chicago and then Chicago has the fifth pick. So I think they're just like whatever. Like, That'd be sick though to get both of them up there. Mm-hmm. I but I, I think it's like one of those things where Justin Fields knows that he's probably his job's on the line, right? Yeah. And so I think if you're if I'm a Chicago fan, I really want to see what Justin Fields can do. Like, is this a guy we build around? So you'd be willing to give him another? What do you think about that? Are you? Do you think? Oh, he's, he's gone. I'm taking Caleb Williams okay. and Justin Fields. You're gone. Yeah, same. Uh, just, just for if no other reason, then you just reset the rookie contract clock, which is the biggest advantage in professional football. So if I can get a rookie, yeah, top potential top five quarterback in his range of outcomes for Caleb Williams, I mean a very very highly you know thought of highly valued um, prospect. Yeah, I'm gonna reset the clock. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can get maybe a second round pick. They for have Justin a ton of Fields. cap, right? Yeah. So even though they try to spend way too much, way too last much, year. but that defense is suddenly a little yeah. feisty. Montez right? Sweat. I mean, a lot of people weren't crazy about the landing spot. Been but, really good. I was gonna say, let's talk about it because um, all the all the Bears IDP showed up today. I think I saw where like everyone on the line had like a half sack. Probably. Yeah, I mean, you you all went nuts. You're playing against uh, what Joe Flacco? Um, not exactly known for his mobility. Yeah, Montez Sweat, Tremaine Edmonds, and TJ Edwards are must-start through the rest of the playoffs against Arizona, Week 16, Atlanta in Week 17. TJ Edwards, 17.9 points, was off the podium because we had Montez Sweat, 35.15 points, seven tackles, a TFL, two and a half sacks, one forced fumble, three QB hits. Tremaine Edmonds, 29.75, he had a pick six, nine tackles and a PD, and then Tyreek Stevenson, Five tackles, a pick, and two PDs. On the Brown side of things, four straight games without a sack for Miles Garrett going cold right now. Could kill your playoff hopes. JOK, uh, the rankings episode with John Norton. Hopefully you all tuned into that. He shouted out JOK, said he was a linebacker that he trusted moving forward. So if you listen to that episode, plug JOK in. You feel really good because he went for 35.6 points, six tackles, two TFLs, a pick, a sack, two PDs, and a QB hit. Miles Garrett, just 6.25, three tackles and a TFL. Greg Newsom, cornerback number two. DeAnthony Bell, cornerback number three. 
for the Browns. Let's talk about the Bears. Addy, the linebackers were hot this game. Montez Sweat has been on fire recently. This Bears defense suddenly a little frisky here as we round out the end of the season. Yeah, Montez Sweat averaging 16.9 points per game this season. 51 tackles, 12 and a half sacks. I think that's a career high, right? The, the sacks for sure. Because he had um, never had double digit. Yeah. That's what the knock was. Oh, they traded this, you know, they traded for this, um, you know, guy who's never had double digit sacks and they gave him all this money. Well, yeah. any smart, you know, GM can see like sacks ain't everything. We know this. We there's know. untapped potential here with Montez yeah. Sweat. Yeah. And what about them pressures, baby? Yeah. 12.7% pressure rate this season for Sweat. So, yes, uh, everything you want to see. I, I think that uh, Chicago should feel okay about what they gave up for Sweat and what they paid him. You I mean, paid a premium to get a premium talent at edge rusher, and from the early returns, it looks like you got it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, that, that team is, if they do figure out this quarterback situation, I mean, they are set up to immediately start competing. I mean, that division, I mean, we could see Detroit come back to earth easily. I'm waiting for golf to turn back into a pumpkin, yeah. but it may just be that he's either, pretty, either pretty good. way, like either middle way. of the road. Chicago could could easily compete with them, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as next year if if uh, if Caleb Williams is a stud and they draft him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think positive signs for Chicago right now. They're in a great situation. Yeah, I mean, it's two top five picks. That's nice. You have good a quarterback class. Yeah, you got a. What would they get for Fields? Not, I mean, a third? Uh, I would try to get a second. But I feel like you just don't have any leverage. You don't, but there are a lot of teams that are quarterback needy. That is true. That's that's the thing is, like, with any other position, I would agree with you. But with quarterbacks, I mean, Carson Wentz fetched a third. Yeah. You just know? wonder what he's going to have to. And before that, Carson Wentz, uh, Carson Wentz fetched a first. Yeah. From the Colts. So, and Justin Fields is way more appealing as a prospect than Carson Wentz was at that point. He was damaged goods. Um, so I was looking to see Chicago is going to but have. Wentz was like a former MVP. They were still all that to always reunited with his, you know. Yeah, they spun it, but he still got a first-round pick for a guy yeah. that, uh, I mean, got run out of a job. Yeah. So, now, same with Justin Fields, but I just think if you asked 100 fans, would you rather have Justin Fields coming off this season or Carson Wentz coming off of that season that he had. Yeah. I think Justin Fields is a far more alluring Fields prospect. Is, yeah, he's definitely his second half has has certainly made him, you know. And he's been in Chicago with a defensive minded head coach. Mm-hmm. What happens if you pair this guy with like a Shane Steichen or, you know, one of these up and coming, you know, what if um uh, what if a Ben Johnson, you know, the the uh, the offensive coordinator for the Lions lands a head coaching gig somewhere? You know, what if he lands in like Vegas? And yeah. Vegas is like, hey, let's trade a second-round pick to get you know, Justin Fields in here. That would excite me because suddenly you're pairing the quarterback who has all of these tools with a guy who can unlock his potential. Yeah. Right? And the Bears do have $63 million in cap space. They are number seven right now in the league in terms of 2024 cap space. Wow. So that team is set up. If they hit on this draft, it could be wheels up for the Chicago Bears in 2024. But for right now... Wheels up for all these IDP assets. Yeah. We went from like, oh, my God, like this team. Did Brisker play in this one? I don't know. Um, I was going to shout out Tyreek Stevenson. I know this is a guy that Johnny is crazy about. He's been really good this and year. And he's, he's had a nice stretch here recently. Got himself a pick. 
five tackles. So very nice game for Tyreek Stevenson. Um, yeah, you keep firing up Montez Sweat. You can't sit this guy down right now. You can feel comfortable firing up both Edwards and Edmonds. Um, and yeah, just roll forward with it. You're not sitting down, Miles Garrett. Um, John Norton actually did call him out as a guy he was probably going to sit down. It was like, you're bolder than me, brother. I'm not sitting down Miles Garrett at this point, but yeah. you're glad you did. Yeah. Uh, six and a quarter points, three tackles, and a TFL. Brisker did play in this one. He was questionable going in with a groin injury. But, yeah, he was he was out there, got five tackles. Okay. So, not bad. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't like a 17-tackle game the week yeah. before, but you know. that You know that that regression is coming. That's right. Come on, folks. Next game, Buccaneers beat the Packers 34-20. to Buccaneers headline, Levante David and Antoine Whitfield did what they've done for the majority of the season, came up clutch for you. Shaq Barrett got back into the sack column for the first time since week 10, even if it was just a half a sack. 11.05 points for Shaq Barrett. Two tackles, half a sack, a forced fumble, and a QB hit. Top three for the Bucks. Levante David, 25.8 points, nine tackles, two TFLs, half a sack, a PD, and a QB hit. Anthony Nelson, linebacker, was number two, 17.2 points, got two TFLs, a sack, four tackles, and a QB hit. And then Antoine Winfield, 15.5 points, 22.7 average the last five games, 10 tackles, and a forced fumble. Packers side of things, the Packers D-line got after Baker Mayfield, just not Rashawn Gary. Another week, another disappointing performance at linebacker by both starters. Uh, Devontae Campbell, five tackles and a TFL for 9.25 points. Quay Walker, six points, six tackles. Top three for the Packers, Kenny Clark, defensive tackle, 29.9, four tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, a PD, two QB hits. Lucas Van Ness, 15.4 points. Four tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. And then Kingsley and Igbare, 15 points, two tackles, one sack, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. So it really was all the Green Bay defensive linemen getting after it for IDP, except for Rashawn Gary this game. Yeah. Yeah, they have a nice, you know, mix of young guys there. Every every week one of those new guys is is getting a sack. Um, but I think the big story here in this game was Devin White. Mm-hmm. Inactive. Not- not for injury-related reasons. Yeah, so yikes there. I mean, we know that there's been bad blood basically all year. I read this as uh, the other guys we played in your absence were better than you. Mm-hmm. We're going to bench you. And he just said, well, just make me inactive then. Yep. That's, yep. The, that's the way I read that because I don't know really how else you read that. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's that seems about right. Yeah, if you're a healthy scratch, it's just like, hey, and you're a, a veteran of that status, yep. it's just like, yeah, just make me inactive then. Yeah, so, it's not a great look for, no, for it's Devin not. White. It's I not. Mean, you know, his uh, his play hasn't been good. And, I mean, the guy does look checked out. I mean, he's statistically, he's having an awful season. Mm-hmm. He's, he's been, been absolutely terrible. Yep. Um, you know, and I think we've talked about it a lot. A lot of what makes a guy special in IDP is their effort and mm-hmm. their motor. And, I mean, if, if you're not giving it, you know – Fifty percent, you know, what you're not going to be productive, and you're not going to get future opportunities, right? Because that stuff matters. Yeah, with and, coaches and GMs, and he's someone that's always been uh, really bad at grading PFF wise. Um, looks just silly, you know, a lot of games. So uh, it's, he's going to be someone that we could really easily see be like a Deion Jones, you know, mm-hmm. just someone that was once thought of as as best linebacker in the league, one of the best linebackers in the league, young, upcoming, so much potential, and then it's just gone. Gone. Yep. And you're hoping to get 
10 snaps, you know, a week at your next stop. We're talking about Devin White in 2025 as, hey, remember Devin White? Yep. Waiver wire. The uh, yep. Saints just signed him because uh, Demario Davis is out for a couple weeks. Yep. 38 years old. He was a free agent and no one picked him up yep. until, yeah, four weeks into the season. Yep. I mean, that could be his future. It really could be. Because there's a lot of good linebackers out there right now. Now, uh, could it also be his future where he goes somewhere better and, and returns to form or plays better than, you know, is it a situation where he just wasn't a fit there in Tampa Bay? or No. I really don't because yeah. that was a primo situation because he's had flashes before and he's just gotten worse. And yeah. Levante David is there, right? And this is Todd Bowles, like a defensive-minded head coach. He's had opportunity. And he's just not performed. Yeah. So I don't think it's a, this guy was miscast or this guy was misused. No. I think this guy just got worse. Like Anzalone got better when he was bad. He got better. Devin White was good and got bad. And probably was never that good. Yeah. Probably just overperformed. And was maybe masked by the fact Mm -hmm. he had Levante David next to him. And he had a really good defense around him. And that was, you know, kind of when Tom Brady and all them were doing their thing. Yep. Uh, So, I mean, yeah. it wasn't as glaring then, right? Mm-hmm. Because they were good. Like the the offense was humming, and uh, they were winning games. So I mean, you can live with some of that stuff because he was he does make plays. He yeah. would occasionally make the humongous play that and that covered know. up a lot of sins, yeah. I think. And so you can kind of like you know excuse away a lot of that stuff when he's doing stuff like that. Um, but at a certain point, you know, when, when you you're stop, getting when you stop making those plays, you're, that's when you get benched for KJ Britt. Yeah. And uh, who was it for this week? It was Anthony Nelson. I think Nelson's an edge guy. But okay. I think KJ, yes. KJ Britt and Levante David. Yeah, there you go. two LBs. Oh, so he's probably in sleeper, got the dual designation, Anthony yes, Nelson. Yes, yes. There's some so of there those guys that, like, they never gave the DL tag to. That's weird. He's one of them. Dennis Gardak doesn't have a DL tag. What? Yeah. Sleeper. Come on, guys. We'll help yeah. you. It's not that hard. Yeah. Next game, Saints, Romp, the Giants, Tommy DeVito, uh, got his head bounced off the turf like a basketball. I, I saw, saw that. That. Yeah. that was really bad. And yeah. he didn't want to. He got very upset when they took him out. And I think he went back to the locker room. I don't know if he ever actually came back in or not. But Yeah, um, he did. He came was, back. It was a bad hit. A lot of bad hits this week. Um, but Saints get the 24-6 to six victory over the Giants. What about that agent of his, dude? He's a cartoon character. He really is. I, I mean, I it's love like, it. How is this? How is any of this real? It's it's I this was when I start to feel like we're living in a simulation. Yeah. Because I saw a great tweet that it's like the NBA and MLB are so desperate for stars right now and the NFL's just like we got an Italian guy <laughs> who plays quarterback for the Giants, you know? And it's like he's I, the Jimmy Fallon's doing cringeworthy bits, oh, yeah. you know, in his monologue about yeah. it like it's a national story. Oh, it's a, it's the biggest story. It's like it's up there with like Taylor Swift. Yes, it is. I mean, probably is the second biggest story. Yeah, you know, but behind Travis and Taylor. So yeah, which you know she's morphed into like the uh, just bitter, yeah. enraged fan f bombing the refs when Travis doesn't get the flag in the it end doesn't zone. Take long doesn't it gets into your bloodstream quickly, yeah. Taylor? Welcome it's to the dark, dark side. Dark game. It is a dark game. Welcome to the dark side. No upside, Taylor. Yeah, Get out now. Yeah, I was going to say, just call off the charade. We know this is just for the content and for the memes. Um, so, Giants headline, O'Kara K has slumped at the worst possible time, scoring no, no more than seven points since the bye in week 13. Oh, no. Is now the time to say goodbye to Aziz Ojolari from our rosters for both redraft and dynasty. Just 3.25 for Ojolari, three tackles. Bobby O'Kara K, 5.25, three tackles and a QB hit. 
Top three for the Giants, Jason Pinnock, 20.4 points, eight tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Micah McFadden, 10 points, six tackles, and a TFL. Ashawn Robinson, defensive tackle, 9.5, eight tackles. On the Saints side of things, uh, Brian Brassi broke out this game. We already mentioned Kay Pasenag scored more points this week than he scored all season combined, so there you go. Uh, Granderson continues his march to 10 sacks, and Pete Warner continues to give fantasy managers lumps of coal in their stocking. Carl Granderson, 14.05 points, three tackles, a TFL, a sack, QB hit. He's been phenomenal. Let's put a pin in Granderson. I want to talk more about him. Pete Warner, 6.6 tackles. Uh, Kay Pasenag, 41 points, six tackles, three TFLs, three sacks, four QB hits, Brian Brissy, 25.35 points, three tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits, and then Demario Davis, why the hell not, 25.3 points, 10 tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and a QB hit, 88.8 overall PFF grade this season. He has been phenomenal. Let's jump back up to Carl Granderson, though, Addy. Uh, this guy is on the march to 10 sacks, and has just been one of the better edge rushers all year for IDP. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, he's been he's been really good. I remember we got a lot of questions early on in the season about Granderson. Mm-hmm. And I think we were like, yeah, you might want to sell Granderson. Yeah. Guy has he's been, has great. been awesome. Yep. Um, do I think he's going to consistently do this, though? I still am a little skeptical. Now, let's look. Is he a contract year guy as well? I think no. he might be. Well, he was. He was, but remember, they paid him in the season. That's right. He did get the new deal. Yes. Because I was going to say, if he was going to leave, it could be a situation where we've got the next Trey Hendrickson on yeah. our hands, right? But, yeah, I mean, it hasn't really affected him. I mean, he's he's still produced uh, despite getting the bag. And his pressure rate's been fine this year, 12.3%. Uh, um, 65 tackles, 7.5 sacks. I mean, at least someone's doing something there. It's certainly not Cam Jordan. No. Up a zero today. Oh, man. That's that's brutal. Yeah. So, but Brian Brissy, I mean, this is another one of those defensive tackles. I think first-round pick as yeah, well. Yeah, I think he was uh, you yeah, had 20th or something, 20th overall. Jalen Carter, Kalijah Cansey, Brian Brissy, I think, mm-hmm. were the first-round defensive tackles. Pete Warner. What are we doing with Pete Warner? I mean, this guy has been. We're not doing anything with him. He's just, on our bench. Um, if someone wants to come get him, selling him, shipping him off. Anything. Yeah, pretty much. This guy has just been a massive disappointment. I mean, I won't trade him for like a fifth, but give me a fourth. Give me a fourth out of there. Yep, I'll take. I'll take whichever hot, you know, hot young linebackers there. Get the, drafted in the third round next exactly. season. Exactly, you know? it's, it's, it's available Hamlin in the fourth. Or, yeah, that'll be maybe Drew Sanders. Hopefully, you know? yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, Demario Davis, twenty five point three points, stud. So good. Ten tackles, two TFLs. 
a sack, a QB hit. Um, he's probably got a week of rest. He's probably on some of your bye teams, right? Yeah, probably so. You probably got a good roster ship percentage. Of I've got Demario a lot Davis. of Demario in best ball. Okay, so that's been really nice. Yeah, I think this is. I think this will give him with the sack this week. I think this is his career high in sacks. Yeah, which is just insane. You know? Yeah, you said he was averaging like four or five sacks yeah. per season. I think he's got like six now this season. Yeah. So uh, yeah, best ball. We'll have to check in on that here soon. Um, reminder to all the folks in any of our best ball leagues, uh, IDP Madness especially. It goes through week 18. Yes. It is all the way through to the end of the season, and it is total points. Win-loss records do not matter. Um, We are looking at the highest score in those leagues. That will be forever. It will Mm -hmm. always be that way. It's always been that way for us in these basketballs we've done. Yeah, it has nothing to do with win-loss. And then If you want to do some side matchups with your buddy in there, if you're in a league with them. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. We don't care. But the payouts will be – I think we have uh, payouts. Pretty much all those leagues have first, second, and third payouts yes uh idp madness that's going to be winner take all that uh, but the the league winners the league winners get a little bit bucks. yeah a payout and then the overall winner 500 yeah it's a it's a nice pot it's a good good chunk of change 500 tons of clout right now our boy dynasty trip is looking pretty good in first place mace Riney's nipping on his heels He's right now two i think your boy is number four i was gonna say i think you're four yeah i i have uh like today i have um I had Chubb and Demario Davis go off, and I was like, "Oh hell yeah, baby!" <laughs> I pulled up Tripp's team. He's got Chubb and Demario oh, Davis. Oh come on! Yeah, Tripp's, that's brutal. Tripp's team is sick. He's it's, he's got Khalil Mack as well. Uh, we'll have to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna whenever we get all this stuff settled out, I'm gonna list the top ten teams. I'm gonna put their rosters out there, and we're gonna go through and figure out which players are rostered the most. On oh, you this. need to get with DJ Keltown. I think oh, he's, he's, he's definitely going to do that, but just yes. for some immediate content, yes, right when this yes, thing yes, finishes. Yes. I'd be Keltown's very hopefully going to do, uh, in my opinion, the best article that was written in IDP yep. this, this year, uh, Keltown's summary of our, our best ball. And that was from six drafts. Yeah. Just from six drafts. So we had 75 drafts in the books. I cannot wait to see what we get pulled out of this next for next season. Yeah. So I'm sure he's like, what? I have to write another article. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Sorry, DJ KT. This we'll is, pay you. We'll yeah, pay you. We'll this is double that, it. Yeah, this, this is time. now a recurring thing where we have to analyze our best ball draft. It's just too good. It's just, it is. It's just too good. There's so much data. Um, so, yeah. Uh, let's move to Titans versus Texans. Uh, Titans wear the Houston Oilers jersey into Houston after taking the team from Houston to Tennessee and uh, get beat on a last-second field goal. So, in your face, Tennessee. Don't wear the Houston Oilers jersey in Houston. That is very rude. Yeah, that is disrespectful. Yeah. Will, the Will Levis meme of him next to the picture of Peter Griffin when Peter Griffin gets beat up and his body's all, like, twisted and contorted. Yeah. If you haven't, search that one out on Twitter if you haven't seen it yet, folks. It is scary accurate how good that is. Um, so, Will Anderson missed out on Santa Claus giving the Texans D-line Will Levis for Christmas as he was sacked seven times. Uh, Christian Harris and Denzel Perryman both had strong games with Blake Cashman out of the picture. Christian Harris, uh, 15.5, eight tackles, two TFLs. Denzel Perryman, 14 points, 10 tackles and a TFL. Top three for the Texans. Jonathan Grenard, 33.6 points. He has been awesome here recently. 15.1 to the last five games, six tackles, a TFL, two and a half sacks, a forced fumble, and three QB hits. Desmond King, 26.95 points, 11 tackles, 2 TFL, a sack, and 2 QB hits. Malik Collins, defensive tackle, 23.45, 5 tackles, 2 TFLs, 
a sack and a half, and two QB hits. Let's move to the Titan side of things real quickly, Addy. If Danico Autry and Aziz Alshair got you to the playoffs, they showed up when it counted for you. Top three, Elijah Molden, cornerback, 28.15. Danico Autry, 26.9. Four tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits. Aziz Alshair, 21.25. 13 tackles, two TFLs, and a QB hit. Where do you want to start on this one, Addy? Man, uh, Alshair, he's been so good this season. I wonder what happens with him after the season. One-year deal. One-year deal. He's back in the pot. Maybe like, Tennessee brings them back. Maybe so, but I don't I mean, they've got a lot bigger needs. Yes, they do. Uh, and I feel like someone may, you know, seek out Alshier and give him a nice little deal. I mean, he's been solid this season. Yep. Um, you watch any Titans game, and he's always – it seems like he's making every single tackle, but he's usually making a lot of, like, TFLs, plays in the backfield. So um, that's usually an indicator that someone's a, a decent linebacker. Um Danico, who else? Who else was it? Danico we Autry. Danico Autry. Twenty-six point nine points, two sacks, two TFLs, two QB hits, four tackles. Just been. I mean, he has been the. He might get some IDP MVP love because yeah, he he's should. been a very stinky, stinky name. But I mean, an abs- There's stinky but startable. Then there's stinky but stud. <laughs> like a guy at the start of the season that you're like, who wants Danico Autry? And they just end up being an absolute just rock star. Like Big Bob Spillane comes to mind for the linebackers or Anzalone, right? Um, Danico Autry's absolutely been that. Yeah, he's 16.8 points per game since week nine. Wow. That is 12th best among linebackers. Um, for defensive linemen? Yeah, defensive linemen, sorry. Um, he's been so good this season. And he was good last year, too. I mean, the dude, I think he almost had 10 sacks. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if he got there, but he was around it. And, I mean, he's... Kind of been flirting with it, I, th- I feel like, for the last three, four years. Um, but, yeah, I mean, no uh, no Jeffrey Simmons in this game, so they needed someone to step up. So, yep. good job on Autry, man. Also, Harold Landry's been really good as of late. I mean, yep. that 40-point game last week really helps. But, I mean, he seems to be back to his old self. It's good. Uh, nice floor, you know, always a guy that's going to give us nice tackles. Um, and then, yeah, starting to sprinkle in sacks and, and just looks good again. So, What about Jonathan Grenard? Where is he – in the kind of recent run of points per game because he had 33.6. I want to say he had another monster game. Oh man. Here he, recently, he maybe is. as soon as last week or a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, I mean, if you look at his last, last two games, he's had 32.6 in week 14 and he had 33.6. So this is definitely going to help him there. Goodness gracious. Averaging 18.2 points per game since week nine. That is seventh best among wow. all linebackers. So, as we all anticipated, wow. Danico Autry and Jonathan Grenard yeah, carrying, us. <laughs> carrying us to the fantasy playoffs. Uh, so let's move on to the next game here, Addy. Dolphins romp the Jets 30 to nothing. You kind of got to wonder if the writing's on the wall for Robert Sala uh, at this point, if maybe he's going to be out the door. Uh, they've already been eliminated from playoff contention. So, A-Rodge, no reason to come back at this point, buddy. Just, just chill. Just hang out. Go do some ayahuasca. Have some fun. Go on Rogan, go on Pat McAfee, be a fool, but don't come back. Don't do it. He's not, is he? I could see it. I could <laughs> see him being like, not. look at me defying modern medicine and science in your face, Fauci. Yeah, true. Still ganging up on an old man. 
Jets headline, not much to take away from this week for the Jets. They got destroyed. They couldn't stop the Dolphins at all, so they didn't get a lot of opportunities to score IDP points. Just pray your other players were good enough to carry the slack because they get the Commanders in the semifinals next week, so that's pretty nice. Uh, yeah, top three, Solomon Thomas, Bryce Huff, Jermaine Johnson. Dolphins, no Jalen, no worries. Chubb went ballistic against Zach Wilson and Trevor Simeon for the fourth highest score this season. Brandon Jones had his second good game in a row and is showing glimpses of his pre-ACL tear form from 2021 and 2022. And Duke Riley was a decent spot start in place of Jerome Baker. Duke Riley, 14.3 points, five tackles, half a sack, a PD, a QB hit. You mentioned picking him up. Uh, had Boo Bam add him to the, to the waiver rundown for the episode. And, uh, yeah, hopefully you snag some Duke Riley. Yeah, I mean, I think he's playing all the snaps, too. He got 100% the week before, so I imagine it was Probably something the similar. Same. Yeah. Also, you know, long, stringy hair. This, you're noticing a pattern, guys. Alex Anzalone, Andrew Van Ginkle. There was a great moment in Hard Knocks because the Dolphins have the in-season Hard Knocks. And he, his son, who was very young, I was very surprised. They were like, let's see Daddy on TV. Son's probably like three, maybe a little younger. This is about Duke Riley? No, it's about Andrew Van Ginkle. Okay. So Van Ginkle's, they got him, you know, because they're talking about it's week three. It's right after Jalen goes down. So mm-hmm. they're interviewing him at his home. And uh, his young son is like, let's see Daddy on TV. I thought, oh, they're going to pull up, like, YouTube highlights. They pull up the Hard Knocks episode. I'm like, this is not age-appropriate at all, like, <laughs> this show. But it's so funny because – he pulls up the hard knocks and I think the user account name was like Hugh Jass. It was like some, one of those kind of names. And he looked at the camera lab. He's like, that's not our account. <laughs> so it was just such a funny human moment of like, Oh shit. I forgot that the yeah. HBO max account is like some stupid, yeah. you know, bend over, bend over type Seymour of name. Butts. Yeah. IP freely yeah. type of those. name. Yeah. Those, uh, those, those really slayed back in like what fourth grade. Yeah. So, yes, it was uh, Duke Riley that had 14.3 points. Bradley Chubb, as we mentioned, 49.15 points, seven tackles, two TFLs, three sacks, two forced fumbles. Why not? One fumble recovery, three QB hits. Brandon Jones, 30.25, five tackles, two picks, two PDs. And Zach Sealer, you mentioned it, 21.9 points, 14.78 average the last five games, two tackles, a TFL, a sack, a fumble recovery, a PD, two QB hits, and three return yards. Why the hell not? So, no interest in what the Jets are doing right now. Um, another bad game for the linebackers, though. But, again, blowout. So, But, also, the Jets might be in a lot of blowouts yeah. here down the stretch. That team sucks. Something awful. They're out of the playoffs. So, let's talk about the Dolphins instead, Addy. Bradley Chubb. I mean, just let's take a second to admire what this guy has done this season. 64 tackles, 9.5 sacks. 64 tackles, though. I mean, that's, that's something very nice with Bradley Chubb. Safe. Nice, solid floor. And then, yeah, he's he's proven that uh, he can get you some huge, you know, huge monster weeks. Um, this is definitely his biggest game of the year, but he's had a 27-point game. He's had a 28-point game, 19-point game. So, I mean, you know, this was someone that you were drafting as, like, your edge three pretty much. I have him in best ball, and that's where that's where a I, lot of best balls. Yes, that's the, it's the perfect best ball guy. Yes. What's so sad though about all this is that uh should have been Jalen. Jalen Phillips, yeah. This was he's just some juicy, juicy matchups the last two, three weeks for the for the Dolphins. And uh yeah, I think Jalen Phillips would have been going bonkers. He would have been he could have been putting up forty point oh, games yeah. on the reg. Oh yeah. We're talking like MVP for the fantasy playoffs. 
Yeah. I mean, don't forget. I mean, he was averaging 17 and a half points per game this season. Yeah, that was sucks. That was like edge six behind all the big boys, you know. Yep. Glow Magnick, Bosa, TJ Watt, Daniel Hunter, Josh Allen, Max Crosby, and then Jalen Phillips. Yeah. So there he was. Uh, who was it? I think Tripp said that, yeah, he has five premier edge rushers in the NFL, right? So Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, Max Crosby, right? Top five. Mm-hmm. And he said Jalen Phillips is firmly entrenched into that second group. And I was like, yeah, I would agree. That's where, like, I think Josh Allen's in there, Daniel Hunter's in there. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Oh, it's just such a bummer. We'll see if Jalen can get back to that pre-Achilles form, but going to be one of the bigger storylines because probably back like mid-season potentially, depending on how the recovery goes. Yeah. So we'll be one of the bigger storylines for IDP next Maybe season. Maybe before then. We're, we've seen a lot of people you know, come back somewhat quick from this Achilles. I just think if you if, – if time equals more healing and – better prospects for performance in the future, just take your time. Yeah, and I don't think Miami's going to need Jalen Phillips to start the season, right? They, they're they going to be fine without him. Yep. They can they can let him wait and get back to full health. Look at all – look at what – take the Ravens approach if you have to. Yeah. Go get a Kyle Van Noy and a Jadevian Clowney, right? There's plenty of these guys floating around. They already signed JPP, Yeah. right? I didn't realize that until I saw him pop up on Hard Knocks. I wonder if Van Giegel's a free agent. He is a free agent. So he'll be gone. He's trying to get that bag, and I think he will. Riley Chubb will be there, though. They yep. paid him a lot of money. They did pay him a lot of money. So let's move to Patriots falling to the Chiefs, 17-27. to 27. Uh, I did see where uh, both Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid got fined for their comments, so that was kind of interesting to see the NFL be like, look, we appreciate what you're doing with the whole T-Swift thing, Chiefs, but you can't just be running your mouth all reckless against the refs. Like, that's a significant fine, too. It was 100K. Wow. For... I want to say Mahomes, maybe 50K for Reed. Was this for, like, after the game? Mm-hmm. With the offsides. And Malvin, um, like, to, like, Josh Allen mm-hmm. and stuff. And Yeah, and then after the game. the To the pre- in the press conference. Yep. Yeah. So, that was a not the best look for Mahomes. I, I get it's frustrating, but it's. But, dude, I mean, it's it's he's it's, like, it's been great for you, like, the, your entire career. Yeah, like, and Darius Tony was, like, two feet offsides. Yeah. Like, by the definition of the rule. Yeah. Warning or not, it wasn't like it was a phantom call. He was very clearly offsides. And are they supposed to give you a warning or something? They usually do, but the rule, the basically the way they officiate that rule is if it's really, really blatant. And most players check with the ref. Mm-hmm. And Kadarius Tony did not. And Andy Reid's like, yeah, we're going to, it's a coaching point for us is that we're going to tell him to check. You're going to tell a professional wide receiver who's been in the league now for what, three years? four years or whatever, to check with the ref. Like, high school players do that. Yeah. So, he's just a dum-dum. Had that god-awful drop today that... That was picked. That was picked, so... Set up a touchdown. Yep. Kadarius is just an idiot. They need, <laughs> they need to cut his ass loose as soon as they can. He's, yeah, that's a bad mix. He's just a... He's a Rice and Yeah, it's a Kelsey. net negative. Like, you just gotta let this guy go. Yeah, he's too big of a bozo. Yeah. Just dropping, like, making just, you know... Awful plays in the biggest moments. You just can't have that guy no. out there. He's got to go because he will kill you in the playoffs. Can't you just see it right now? Drops a touchdown or runs the wrong route or lines up lines up off sides again. Like yep. you could see it coming. But anyways, didn't matter today. Chiefs got the 27-17 victory over the Pats. Patriots headline Jelani Tavai and Mac Wilson paced the linebacking core in scoring again this week. The weather they'll be able 
to have the snap counts to remain relevant remains to be seen. Kyle Duggar's supposed 2024 replacement finally got marginal playing time and made an impact. That would be Marte Mapu, defensive back slash linebacker hybrid. 12 points, a pick, a PD. Uh, top three for the Pats, Christian Barmore, 22.2, six tackles, two TFLs, a sack, and two QB hits. And then, yeah, Jelani Tavai, 13.45, and Mac Wilson, 13.4. On the Chiefs' side of things, of course, it'll be the first week of the playoffs when Steve Spagnolo decides to remind us he loves all of his linebackers the same, just not in our IDP lineups. Furious George Karloftis got put in timeout to cool off after racking up seven sacks in his last eight games. Nick Bolton, just 5.75, five tackles. Drew Tranquil, 12.7, two tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Leo Chanel, 8.25, five tackles, and a PD. And then Furious George, just 1.25, one tackle. Top three for the Chiefs, Legereus Sneed, 24.75 points, 11.2 the last five games, nine tackles, two TFLs, two PDs. Charles Amenehue, 15.7. Two tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and two QB hits. And then Willie Gay, of all people, why not? 14.9, two tackles, a pick, a PD, was leading the way at number three for the Kansas City Chiefs. Addie, what piques your interest from Chiefs Patriots? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Charles Aminahue, three sacks in the last three games. So he's been pretty solid. Um, he's definitely that edge two there, I think, that you want. Um, Justin Reed continues to be pretty good. Seven tackles. Uh, he was making big plays in this one. He had 11.25 points this week. Chris Jones has definitely been a bummer this been year. Been a bummer. Yeah, but, we can just call it what it is. I mean, that's Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. That's that's Last year he was great. Now watch in the play in the actual NFL playoffs. He'll be a stud. Get him on your uh, NFL playoff fantasy teams. Yep, because he'll go for you know probably five or six sacks if they go to the Super Bowl playoffs. But also he's going to ball out in twenty twenty four. Like it's just what he does. He's he's up and down, very sack dependent. But yeah, this year they haven't been falling like they were last year. But uh, he's st- I mean he's still like I'm not getting him out of the lineup just because the upside is too great. I know. It's hard though, yeah. Because you're eating a lot of zeros and a lot of like single point outputs. You are, but I mean, unless you have someone like Matabuke, you know, I mean, who who are the other defensive tackles that you really really want right now? I mean, I think I would just try to maybe stream it against some of these better matchups, but but they're all struggling. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's true. Defensive tackle across the board, they is really, really are really so, down I mean, right now. You can't just like single out Chris Jones. I mean, they all are struggling. So. It's just really hard out here for some it's tough. It's tackles. a tough year. It's yeah. very tough year. Nick Bolton, though, yeah, another another meh game. Mm-hmm. Hate to see it. Well, his he had his season high last week. You said with fifteen points. 15 I think it was. Yeah, it's like oh man, 
Yeah, he's where does he where does he end up in the ADP? I think that's a really interesting question. He'll start out like top five because everyone will be, you know, not. I don't think so, man. I don't think I think he's gonna be like, I think he'll be like LB twelve to fifteen range. I think so. I mean, everyone's gonna be, um, everyone's gonna be super excited about like Okereke. Um, mm-hmm. all these guys that are that are performing well well right now. I will just remind you that Shaq Leonard was like a top six linebacker. Yeah, when when the uh, off season started, so I could see people like, oh, he was banged up, he was out, like he'll be fine. He's the LB one in Kansas City. I could just see a world in which he stays firmly in the top ten, like in that seven to eight range. Yeah, because he was what third by ADP. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets drafted that high, like seven or eight or seven or eight. That's fine. I mean, there really aren't that many sexy linebackers. But when, I don't know that. Look at it. I mean, because like some of them, you know, it's like Levante David and like Demario Davis. Like these guys are old as hell. Well, here's what's going to happen: Wagner. is I think you're going to have to with best ball for 2024. You're going to have to figure out who is 2024's Robert Spillane, who is the Aziz Al Shayer, who is that free agent that's going to go to a new team get an opportunity, you know, and actually get 100% of snaps. And You can't predict health, you know, do these guys miss games. But with so many linebackers turning over and potentially landing with new teams, boy, that ADP is going to be fascinating because there's just not a lot of locked and loaded linebacker assets right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's the thing. With free agency being what it is, I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be crazy. It's going to be wild. It really will be. So, yeah, we'll see. And then we got all these rookies that underperformed. We'll have new rookies, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's going to be it's, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. It's a time of transition and turnover, I feel like, for a linebacker. A lot of these edge guys are, are aging, mm-hmm. you know. Um, like Khalil Mack, Daniel Hunter, TJ Watt. Like, all these guys are starting to kind of get up there in years, yep. you know. We shall see. It'll be fun. fun. We'll be doing, uh, we'll have not only the NFL playoff fantasy rankings, uh, along with IDP bets throughout the NFL playoffs, we'll also be doing an episode breaking down Adam's best ball rankings when those drop. And we'll probably start doing drafts February. Yeah, we'll probably drop those best ball rankings like literally as soon as the season finishes. And we'll start, we'll fire up drafts once the playoffs are over. Mm -hmm. Right? So mid to late February, start looking for those invites and we'll start firing up drafts. Yep. And if you want to be good at this, you got to do the damn work in the offseason. Yes, you really do. You got to draft. You will be at a massive advantage. Everyone that was in these best ball drafts, locked in all offseason, guarantee you they're doing well this year. Yep, they're crushing it because they're just developing that habit of doing the work. You just And you just know where to take guys. You know when mm-hmm. you can wait. You know, you just, it's, it's, you got to do the work. Got to do the work. Next game, Rams doing work on the Commanders 28 20 victory headline for the Commanders since week six. Cam Curl only has two games at eight points or above. More likely than not, he's been a detriment to your lineups. Kaliki Hudson got the start beside Barton and put up a strong IDP performance. Cam Curl, 7.25, 14 tackles. Uh, that can't be right. Um, top three for the commanders, Deron Payne, 26.15, uh, three tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, and three QB hits. Jartavis Martin, 18 points. Uh, 10 tackles, a sack, and a QB hit. And then Kaliki Hudson, 17.5, 14 tackles, and a TFL. There you go. There's Where the hell your, did this guy come from? There's your waiver pickup of the week. Well, Seriously. I think a lot of people 
kind of were sleeping on Jamin Davis going to IR. Well, it was David Mayo was and, the one we talked about with Mike as far as like this is the pickup. Yeah, but and apparently this Hudson guy. But apparently Mayo is a replacement for Cody Barton. Okay, and so. Hudson's going to be the replacement for Jamin Davis. <laughs> what in the world? Very weird. But Hudson, I was watching that game. I mean, Hudson looked pretty solid. Man, and I mean, looking at um, looking at like Commander's Twitter. Uh, Command, oh, that's, that, that's, that's weird. That's probably a sad, sad place. But yeah, looking at like uh, everything everyone was saying, like all the fans, like they were all pretty happy with Hudson, saying, "Oh, this guy's way better than Jamin Davis." What's he been doing on the bench? And you know, a lot of stuff like that. So, Lord, Hudson will be. I'd say the the top pickup of the week. Yeah, I mean, we're getting down tackles. We're getting down to the dregs now, folks. Yeah, not a lot to choose from. I wanted to get uh, Cam Curl's actual stat line. So he had five tackles and a fumble recovery. So uh, and all seven. that hype about old Cam Curl. Yeah, it's, he's mm. you know he's had some nice games this season. Seventeen point five in week one, twenty three point five. Look way back in week four. Get your binoculars. Twenty point two five in week six, fifteen point seven five in week eight, thirteen in week ten. But then he's had seven and a quarter, five, seven and a quarter, seven and a quarter, six point five, two point seven five, seven and a quarter, nine point five, eight point seven five. Fine, just fine. Um, nothing to spend up though. Nope. Uh, let's move to the Rams side of things. I think you have the right to be upset if you play Donald Young, Turner, or Heck tonight. Hoyt, Hoyt. If Sackow, it was Sackow for crying out loud. It's happening. Ernest Jones is saving Christmas. Yes, the Rams defensive linemen were a bummer. 7.75 for Hoyt. Donald, 2.75. Byron Young, 2.75. Kobe Turner, you guessed it, 2.75. But Ernest Jones... My goodness, Addy. Ernest really is saving Christmas. 24.05 points for Ernest. Seven tackles, two TFLs, a sack, a PD, and a QB hit. Quinton Lake, this was someone that John Norton called out on the rankings episode with Jace. 13.75 points. Uh, But also said John Johnson, that could be a three-safety situation there. Um, John Johnson continues to be relevant as well. 13.45 points, three tackles, a pick, a PD. Uh, Quentin Lake had five tackles and two PDs. Let's start with Ernest Jones, Addy. That is, um, what else can we say? I think we gave him his flowers last week. Let's just do it again this week. Ernest Jones, um, yeah, this guy's going to be on a lot of championship winning rosters, I feel like. I think so. Um, I think everyone kind of saw this one coming, too. I mean, it always it's always nice whenever it works out the way that everyone kind of thought and hoped it would. Um, but with Ernest Jones, are you selling or are you buying in Dynasty? Let's look at the contract. I think that's pretty important here. He's got one year left, right? I think so, because this is his third year. He was not a first-round pick, so he does not have that fifth-year option. Um, so if I've got... Um, one more year of Ernest Jones. Yeah, because he's a UFA in 2025. Let's look at the Los Angeles Rams um, and where their cap space will be for 2024. So they will be, they were in cap hell, so they had to go young. They had to get a lot of rookies. Um, they're not as bad as the Chargers, who are 31st. And the Saints, we don't even count. Uh, so the Rams... Um, are not showing up on this chart for some reason. Let's see if we can find the Rams. There they are. They have $45.6 million. They are 12th in the NFL. That's pretty good. So they could, could they could go out and sign one of these veteran linebackers. Um, but if I can get one more year 
of Ernest Jones as LB1 in Los Angeles, seeing what we've seen this year. I don't know that I'm buying, but I don't think I'm selling either. I'm probably just holding them. Yeah, I don't think I'm really concerned about L.A. I feel like he's he's safe for you know next year. Do we think he is good enough to where he's going to be one of these guys that's no. still a top 12 linebacker in 2026? I would like to say yes, but um, – it's just it. That's really hard. That's a mm-hmm. that to have that kind of longevity and staying power. I'm thinking even beyond like 26. Is he is he in the Levante David, Fred Warner, Eric Kendricks, Demario Davis mold? That's just hard to yeah, nail. Prob- most likely not. That and that's the thing is like if I don't have one of those guys, I'm fine to sell. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if we get one more year. Uh, I think Sig was talking about this a little bit on another program as far as like, or on Twitter, you'd rather be one year early than one year too late. Yeah. So if you are making the buy case or the sell case for Ernest Jones, it's after next year, what does it look like if he's on a new team? Mm -hmm. Right. And what does it look like if Los Angeles brings in another linebacker? You know, what happens if they go grab a, you know, pull the Tennessee Titans and do a one-year, $5 million deal for one of these guys? Yeah. You know, what does that look like for his playing time and his production? Um, but this, the the buy case is maybe the Rams prioritize other spots on their roster. They know Ernest Jones has held down this role really well. There's not really another linebacker. This is a pretty dime-heavy team. And you've got another top-12 linebacker for 2024. And maybe beyond. Maybe Ernest is yeah. this good. Um, but it's just a big question mark. Yeah. You know, and it, it's price dependent. If someone wants to come in and knock my socks off with an offer, somebody wants to give me a second round pick for Ernest Jones. He's gone. I think he's gone. Yeah. I think that's a pretty fair offer. And I think if you're, if you're like a team that's not contending, you don't need to be trying to go buy young linebackers like, like Ernest mm-hmm. Jones. Um, because it, it just usually doesn't work out well. Um, and you're, it's, you need to save those assets for offensive pleats, yes. know, offensive pieces, and or you know, just not not going out and buying these linebackers that can just have their jobs, you know, removed the next season. It just yeah. uh, we just don't know. Yeah, we just don't know. So I mean, that's my team's rebuilding in our main dynasty league, and I'm going to be prioritizing offense. And you I'm, have Ernest? No, I don't Bobby have Ernest does. in there. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Bobby ain't be, selling. No, for a second. that's the thing, right? Is like, um, you know, I may flip some of these thirds and stuff where it's like, meh, you know, but second round picks, first round. No, I'm not going to go spending premium top 24 picks in a rookie draft to go get, you know, young linebackers. Just not going to do it. Now, if you're a contender, though. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I think Ernest would be a decent piece to mm-hmm. have for another two years. Yep. If and I, I would, I would be okay potentially paying like a late second. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, if it, uh, if you, if I could go back in time before the trade deadline this year yeah. and grab Ernest for a second and know I've probably got him for the playoff stretch yeah, to help me win a ring and then next year potentially too to likely be another top 15 mm-hmm. linebacker. Yep. So where do you think he goes in the ADP? Cause I oh, still I think- don't, do you think he has the buzz and the name cachet in IDP circles? I think so. I think he's still a little slept on. I think, I, I think, um, yeah, I think IDP is a smart group. People that play it. I mean, we'll I, see. I mean, we saw Bobby O, you know, his, his, he was going high in the ADP. So was TJ Edwards. You know, these are not like super household names for 
we'll see. NFL. The the uh, the ADP is a great sort of litmus test of where what where how the players have what cachet they carry in IDP circles, right? Because this is a smart group. This is a group that's going to be grinding all off season. So I'll just I'll be fascinated to see what kind of because realistically eight in points per game right now. Ernest. I was gonna I was gonna say he should be a top eight linebacker for the ADP and the people in front of um Zaire Franklin, Quincy Williams. He'll go ahead and Quincy Williams. Yes, uh, Bobby Okereke. I think he's still gonna go behind Okereke. I, th- I think so. I don't know though. I mean, that's, I think that's those a, are that's two a pick your very interesting players. Very similar players. Yep. I think those are that's like a choose your fighter situation. Yeah, similar picks, I think. T.J. Edwards, all those guys. I think that's when he's he's in the conversation. And then ahead of them is Foyer, Levante, David, Fred Warner. I think for sure Foyer and Fred Warner. Yeah, it'll Levante be, will be interesting. Depending it'll still on, be Roquan, Foyer, mm-hmm. Fred, and then who knows? I think Zaire. Zaire too. probably. Yes, I think so too. Unless he in a you know unless he finishes the year like in a slump like he's kind of been lately. Yeah, but I mean he's you know I think you could chalk that up to injury, and mm, that's what you I look been. at. Look at what look at what he did prior to that injury. I mean he was on pace for two hundred fifty tackles at one point. So speaking of pace. Ivan Pace. Top five. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully the community's locked in. Uh, oh, man. I just nice. I can't wait to see because that is that is the, like, purest distillation, I think, of, like, the previous season. It's, it's a very interesting period right after the season ends because you're fresh off what happened in the previous season, but the rookie draft, like, the actual NFL draft hasn't happened yet. Free agency hasn't happened yet. Like cuts and retirements haven't happened yet. Mm-hmm. So we're we're in this like really pure period of just like gamers rewarding what they saw the previous season, right? Because I think it's really too early to even prognosticate like, well, you know, I think so-and-so is going to get displaced by a rookie or so-and-so is going to get a bag in the offseason. Like, it's too early. Like, when those February drafts, like, I don't know. I'm just going to be so fascinated to see the ADP because it's there is a little bit of projection you have to do, right? Yeah. Like you said, Quincy Williams probably won't be, um, you know, a guy who goes top five despite the fact he's, by points per game, been up there. Right. So, Yeah. I'm excited. But who knows? He could end up being like a top ten linebacker next year. See, who knows what happens with CJ Mosley? Yep. You know, it could just be Quincy Williams being the LB one there. Yep. See, that's the yeah, thing. That's, that's a, the story that people are going to be spinning potentially. There in will these be drafts. so many stories being spun because of so much uncertainty. Yeah. You know, with all the free agency stuff, I mean, it, it really is going to be insane. Yeah. Gonna be a good off season, folks. Yeah, don't tune out once the uh, off season gets. Honestly, here, folks. this stuff is starting to get boring to me. Honestly, I know. I mean, the in season stuff, uh, kind of a yawn. Yeah, I hate to just crap all over our podcast. Yeah, but, we're just crapping on it. The but I mean, past hour and thirty four minutes. But truly, the the off season, this off season especially, it's in every off season really. That's, this one's gonna be juicy. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's that's what's. That's when you, you know, that's when you win well, your leagues, honestly. That's when you get your edges. We, we are traditionally a dynasty podcast, and the, the folks are hungry, man. That dynasty episode did very well. I think people are going to have the best ball itch. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're not in the playoffs and you're in dynasty leagues, you're already starting to look forward to 2024. So 
stick around because we're looking forward to 2024 as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got several exciting announcements to share with you guys here coming up. So lots of big things happening for the IDP show and for IDP in general. Get on the rocket ship, folks. We're we're on. The, we're headed to the moon. Um, we may not be a cryptocurrency, but we are going to the moon with IDP. Let's talk about the next game, though. Cardinals versus 49ers. 49ers blast the Cardinals 45-29. to That's hard to read that score because it's a bunch of 40 numbers like right in a row there. Uh, but 49ers headline, should Javon Kinlaw be on our dynasty free agency radars? He's on a contract year and now has three and a half sacks in his last three games. Another quiet game for Greenlaw and Young. Javon Kinlaw, 12.7 Points, two tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Dre Greenlaw, just 9.5, but eight tackles. So if you're in a tackle-heavy league, he probably did a lot better. And then Chase Young, 4.55 points. Uh, Hold on, got a sneeze. Nope. Two tackles, half a sack, and 4.55 points. So, (coughs) yeah, there we go. Another down game for Chase Young. Uh, Top three for the 49ers, Charvarius Ward. Had himself a pick six, 37.15 points, three tackles, two picks, including a pick six, two PDs, Diamador Lenore, 17.75, nine tackles, a TFL, and a PD, and then Fred Warner, 17.3, nine tackles, half a sack, and a forced fumble. The CBs were feasting for the Niners, Addy. Fred Warner got in on the action as well. He's been really good here recently, 16.09 average the last five games. But this was a great game to pick on Kyler Murray if you were streaming quarterbacks. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new, nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, Traverius Ward, dude. Another huge game. He's been really, really good this season. Uh, He has four interceptions on the year. Really solid tackle numbers as well. Um, And also, I noticed just when he was returning that interception today, he just looked like a freak. He did. Like, he was fast. Like, damn, who is this dude? (laughs) Yes. I was like, that's Traverius Ward? Yes. I did not realize you had this game, sir. Yes, it's a Shaq meme. I have to apologize. I'm not familiar (laughs) with your game. I mean, I was. You know, I knew all. uh, he was one of the guys that I was drafting a lot this season, but I guess I just didn't realize he looked and moved like that. But damn, son. All right. Yeah, I like it. I like it. got my attention. So, yeah, I mean, it's a a great defense there. I mean, no, um, no Hargrave in this one, but it didn't matter. Yeah. Niners are looking like maybe NFC champions at this point. Yeah. A lot of good teams in the mix, though. I think the Lions are going to be frisky. I think the Eagles, who... It 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 looks like it is lining up that they will host the freaking Rams. I know. Wouldn't that be crazy? Stafford's going to gut them, dude. Uh, That would be hilarious. Like, the ultimate... I think it's going to happen. Ultimate... Is it revenge? Maybe... Sort of. I, I mean, don't know. It's, uh, it's, you went yeah. to L.A., you won a Super Bowl. Like, I think everyone made out pretty well in that yeah, trade. I think it worked out 
for everybody. Yeah, but that would just be really juicy. Uh, the Eagles randomly replaced their defensive coordinator with Matt Patricia. Yeah. Do you see this? Sean Desai, still on the staff, still technically the defensive coordinator, but not the defensive play caller anymore. Yeah. So odd. it's a demotion, but uh, not a demotion. It's like, hey, bud, you know, we're going to fire you from your job, but still keep you on staff. And then next season, we'll kind of shuffle you out the door. Yeah. We're just going to embarrass you publicly. <laughs> exactly. This is going to leak somehow. Cardinal side of things, nothing to write home about. Top three, Antonio Hamilton, Starling Thomas, and Garrett Williams. Let's move on to the Bills beating down the Cowboys. Cowboys headline, unusually quiet night for Micah Parsons. Uh, just 1.5 points. Uh, he remains on pace. He set a career high in sacks this year, but a career low in tackles forced fumbles and fumble recoveries. Damone Clark still looks like the LB to hold in Dallas. Top three for the Cowboys, 16.5 points for Demarcus Lawrence. Eight tackles, a TFL, and a forced fumble. Damone Clark, 13.75 points, 11 tackles, and a QB hit. And then Mozzie Smith, defensive tackle, rookie, 12.9, two tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. On the Bills side of things, a second consecutive down game from Terrell Bernard when you might have needed him to pop What's his long-term value with Matt Milano still on a long-term deal and due back next year? And then Leonard Floyd picks up his 10th sack on the season. Terrell Bernard, five and a quarter points, just five tackles. Leonard Floyd, 12.15, one tackle, a TFL, and a sack with a QB hit. Top three for the Bills, Jordan Phillips, 16.15. Christian Benford, 16.05. Tyrell Dotson, 13 points. Addy, what do you want to talk about from this one? I guess let's talk about Bernard and uh, kind of that dynasty outlook. Um, I I am a little concerned about him. I mean, yeah, you got Milano coming back. I don't think that he's going anywhere. And then Dorian Williams is still there. Mm-hmm. I know that he you know wasn't that great this season, or he hasn't been when he's really gotten his opportunity. But he is a rookie. You know, it is it is a learning process for a lot of these guys. Um, so he's still going to be there. You know, he he was someone that they drafted in the third round. Um, He's just – he's there. I don't he's, like that. I don't like that there's three solid linebackers yeah. there. He's one. He's a guy – I don't want to discredit or disrespect what he's done this season because he's he, been really good. He's been awesome. First half of the year, he's mm-hmm. been awesome. Second half of the year, he's been Up solid. Yes. But at the same time, he's one of those linebackers I want to hold lightly to. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sell him for a third – um, I don't think I'm getting a second for him though. Yeah. So I kind of wonder if I'm just stuck. Yeah. Holding Terrell Bernard. Seems like you are. So. And I don't mind that, but um. But I do would, you want to be stuck holding a linebacker like well, that? I don't mind it because I do think it is Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard there next season. I think Bernard has very clearly earned that job, and if Matt Milano does go down again, Bernard has shown himself capable to be the LB one there. That said. I would lean more toward the sell side than the buy side or hold side with with uh, Bernard. Yeah, just a lot of risk. I if mean, I could get like a third and maybe like a, I don't know, an offensive throw in or maybe a third and like a... Third and a fourth. Well, could you get could you get something like a third and a Henley for Bernard? Yeah, third and potentially. A, a third and a Sanders would probably be too much. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. Um. But if I could get a... Yeah, if you could try that, I mean, that's worth a shot, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think you're getting a second. I don't think people are that high on Terrell Bernard. No. But uh, if I can get a third and a nice little throw-in piece... And I'd probably sell for a third and a fourth. 
in a 12-team league, I think I'd sell for that. I'd be fine with that. Again, we we farm these linebackers. Yeah, it's true. I mean, even Tyrell Dodson's outperforming Terrell Bernard right now. Selling for a third and a fourth, I don't know. I just wonder, are you selling a little low? Third and a fourth, you have something to to maybe package together and mm-hmm. move up in the round. That but is true. I don't true. think you'd get that with you, Terrell Bernard. you got to know your league to know if you can maybe flip bricks like that. I just feel like most leagues, most established leagues, uh, we talk about you know how valuable these guys can be, but when you really get down into it, and your leagues that have been around for a while, it's hard to move these linebackers. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what's up. Everyone knows that we can find these guys during the season off waiver wire. Typically what you're doing is if you're selling guys, it's – contenders making a push right at the deadline and wanting to shore up and just have as many options as possible to choose from. But yeah, it's like no one's purchasing a linebacker in the off season in your, in your leagues that most of you know, owners know what they're doing mm-hmm. um, because everyone understands just how volatile the value is on these guys and how quickly, you know, these guys can lose their jobs and things change. And um, it's just, you don't want to be in the business of buying young linebackers well just because we look at some of the guys that went very late in adp were available on waivers to start the season you know because that's the thing too is like injuries are going to happen i think sig called it a meat grinder Mm -hmm. at the linebacker position and it just wears these guys down you know so there's going to be the nate landman's that pop off of waivers you know um every season and we we talk about the importance of draft capital a lot on this show but i mean I think there's something to the fact that we're seeing a lot of undrafted linebackers mm-hmm. be very relevant now. It's just, I don't think the NFL really cares. That's it's why they're, not, let, they're letting these solid linebackers go undrafted. because yeah. It's like, the running back position yeah. equivalent for defense, right? There's yeah. a reason you see so many undrafted running backs getting their opportunities is because that's um, not a position the NFL values highly. So the overall pool is depressed. That's why someone like an Ivan Pace ends up as an undrafted free agent, right? Is because if the whole group as a position gets pushed down later in the drafts, a lot of good players that maybe would go in the fifth, sixth, seventh are now undrafted, right? So that's another reason to maybe think about streaming linebacker is the pool of guys at the bottom of NFL rosters is much more talented than in years past because overall the position has just been depressed. Yeah. It's also um, maybe a reason not to get so excited about these guys that are getting like third round capital, right? Because mm-hmm. who cares, you know? Unless it's first round capital. Yeah, I mean, third round capital is not much different than fifth and sixth round capital. Yeah, at this I point. think once For a you linebacker, get, once you get past the second round, yeah, it's just like the team really isn't going to hold too tightly to those players. Yep. So let's wrap up though, Addy, with Sunday night football. Uh, Ravens got the dub over the Jaguars, and leading scorer for both teams was Rayshon Jenkins. 29 points, six tackles, a sack, and a pick. Justin Matabike, 19 points, one tackle, one sack, one forced fumble. Trayvon Walker, 16. Kyle Hamilton was back in the lineup. Um, I thought maybe he was going to be out for a bit, uh, but he's back in. Didn't even miss any time. Nope, didn't miss a single game, so love to see that. 15 points for Hamilton. Uh, Adam Gotsis, 14 points. Foyer, 14 points. Wingard, uh, 13 points. Devin Lloyd, 12. Arthur Marlette, uh, Mallette, 10 points. And then Josh Allen, 8. Patrick Queen, 8. Roquan Smith, 7. So Ravens linebackers down a little bit. And it wasn't like this game was – it wasn't a blowout. I mean, the Ravens won pretty handily. 
Uh, but the Ravens linebackers kind of let you down. The Jaguars linebackers did pretty well. Um, Kyle Hamilton did well. Trayvon did well. Matt BK has been awesome. Rayshon Jenkins with a nice pop game. So it's definitely some IDP-relevant pieces to talk about in this game, Matty. Yeah, I mean, the Baltimore linebackers have really been letting you down, though. Mm-hmm. You know, they they have not been as good as they were to start the season. Um, I don't have the splits up, but, I mean, just looking at the last – Four weeks for Roquan. It's been six and a half, 18, 16.5, and then nine and a half uh, fantasy points over that stretch. So, I mean, fine, but not, you know, LB1, Mm-mm. you know, overall ADP. Um, same with Patrick Queen. I mean, he's not, not been really anything special. 7.5 this week, six last week, 18.75 in week 12, 12.75 in week 11. 9.75 in uh, week 10. So solid, but yeah. not spectacular. Yep. Um, the edge guys, they, they came back to earth this week, and that's yes, unfortunate did. because, I mean, this was a good matchup. Jacksonville uh, and Trevor Lawrence can get sacked a, a decent amount, um, and they have tough matchups the next two weeks. So I don't think you're going to trust playing them against San Francisco in week 16 mm. and then against Miami in week 17. No, I don't think so. So, unfortunate. Maybe the end of the road for Jadevian Clowney, Cal Vanoy. And then, I mean, maybe that, that sack streak ends for Matabukake. I hope it doesn't. But he may be the one that's. Uh, I still would. I think you're going to have trouble benching. You know that dude. I'm not sitting down Matabuke. No. I'd rather no. just go down with the guy that brought me. Yeah. So, ride with him in your lineups. And then, the yeah, these Jaguars um, looking good as well. I mean, Ham, good to have him back. I think you're plugging him into lineups. That was nice to see him out yep. there. And uh, I think Foyer and Devin Lloyd both need to be in your lineups, depending on the depth of your league, of course. But um, if you're in a three-linebacker league, you can fire both these guys up, I think. Both I was are- hoping we'd see a little more of Antonio Johnson this week. Uh, he had a... Um, he had a forced fumble and a sack last week against mm. Cleveland. Andre Cisco was out this game, but still didn't get much from him. Yeah, it, I think was, it was wingered. Was, yeah, wingered, and then uh, Ray the Sean Jenkins. Yeah, so unfortunate. But, but next year, yeah, potentially for right. I think most of those guys will be gone. Yeah, we'll have to look and see what the old contract. We'll yeah, we'll do a big we'll do a big contract free agency type episode here coming soon. We'll have a. We'll have it all out there for you. We got the 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 this the uh, episode planner doc is already filled out for 2024. <laughs> I've got the whole off season mapped out, so we're gonna be hitting it all. We're gonna be, and it, it's funny because it really does come in like phases, right? So the first phase is like let's look back on the season that was, and then let's start to look forward to free agency and the combine. And the draft, and then we kind of reset the board with like starting to look forward to twenty twenty four. So yeah, what is the what's what's the buzz in camp? Who do we need to move around a little bit? We will be doing a lot of training camp preseason kind of recaps because y'all folks love that. That was our number one episode. Was uh, I think I training camp week two updates? Yeah, forty eight takeaways from. Training camp week two, I think, was our number one episode. Yeah, a lot of stuff matters, man. It's the buzz. The buzz is building. Everyone's plugged back in. All the casuals are back and all excited. All the casuals. All the casuals. So thank you to the casuals out there for checking us out. Yeah. No casuals over here. Nope. Just the no off hard. season. No off season, baby. Maybe we're by. And that's rare. You'll find. You'll find if you're in IDP yep. and and you're looking for some content, you ain't gonna find it. At least you you, ain't, you know in years past you haven't been able to find it in the off season. 
maybe people will learn and and uh, and try now. But uh, for the most part, IDPShow.com. That's the only place you can get it. Jeet yet? Fixing two. Fixing two. Fixing two. Yeah, we, I mean, we may be potting on Christmas Eve, folks. So yeah. that's that tells you the level of degenerate we are. But we're not going to let you down. We know that even with the holidays coming up, this is the most important time of the fantasy season. So we're going to have you covered. Like we mentioned, we'll be back. I'll be back tomorrow night with Jason King doing Week 16 waivers. Uh, John or uh, Jace has... Uh, Matt Schauf on this week for the rankings episode. We've got IDP bets coming up with Scott Bogman and Johnny the Greek and Addy on that one. And then we might be back with a recap. Maybe not. um, No waiver episode next week because that is Christmas Day. And then John Macri will be on with Jace for your championship week rankings episode. So the IDP show.com, we will have the waiver article this week and next week, as well as week 18. We even do week 18 content because we're sickos. Yeah. And we also have the uh, hunger games coming up as well. Yeah. We got something wrong with us. There's something seriously wrong with us, but make sure you're sub to the YouTube. We, we, uh, every week Josh is out there just, you know, splicing up the best bits, all the most, uh, informative, you know, things that you need uh, to know about players. So make sure you're subscribed. Just invaluable information all the time. We're trying to keep you ahead of the curve, folks. That is the goal here at the IDP show. Entertain you, inform you, and have some fun playing IDP. So um, if we uh, don't get back on mic for Christmas Eve, Merry Christmas to all of you out there. Happy holidays. Hope you all have a wonderful time celebrating with your families. And uh, thank you for being part of our family here in 2023. And uh, we've really enjoyed getting to be part of your lives for this year and look forward to doing it for many years to come. But for Adam, I'm Josh. We will see you all next week. Until then, enjoy the football. and We'll see you soon.